position right now because fucking. Well, fucking technically, her name is Yolandi. What Yandi? Yolandi. Yolandi. Okay. From okay. Diet Word. Yolandi Guadalupe James is your name. Yolandi Guadalupe James. James. Yolandi Guadalupe James. All right. I think Yolandi's gonna be joining me on this fucking. All right, podcast. Yolandi, you need to chill a little bit. To be honest, okay. you'll have to join me a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna have a third guest today. It's Yolandi. Yolandi. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am here with one of my uh, very best friends in this world. I've known him probably ten plus years. I think. Right. Yeah, I think just about ten plus. Just about ten plus. Since he was about ten plus. Little 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 guy there. Yeah. Uh, bowl cut and all. It was the nineties fashion. Bring that back. Early two thousand fucking kind of haircut there going. <laughs> um, Just not with the rat tail. Yeah, definitely no rat tail. Did you get a rat tail? No, but I've seen kids with bowl cuts and rat tails. What the fuck? Kind of like that style. That's a thing. All right, yeah. so I'm already fucking bouncing off the walls. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, uh, my good bouncing? friend, my my good friend Joe Yance here. Um, I call him Bubba. Uh, you guys know this guy from being the man behind the logo, the man who drew it up all himself and fucking, uh, you know, they put an image to what is the Burning Sage, and he came up on his fucking motorcycle all the way up to find me in my little fucking cabin in the woods in Mapleton, Oregon. Joe Yant, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Hey, hey. Happy to be here. Hey, buddy. How was the trip up? Dude, the trip up was uh, it was awesome. Uh, the weather was decent. Made a few stops on the way. Saw one of my best friends, Chewy Gomez, up in Northern California. Hey, shout out to Chewy. Stayed with him. He showed me his fucking property, and uh, then made a trip over to Mount Shasta, camped a few days. I made another trip at Crescent Lake, and it was too gorgeous over there, so I stayed an extra day there. Nice. Did some swimming. Nice. Camping. So how many hours so far have you put in on your on 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 the ride here? Um probably about I want to say about 15 hours. Okay. Goddamn. Ladies and gentlemen, go try to ride a motorcycle first of all, and then trying to ride a motorcycle 15 hours up into uh you don't even know where. Did you have you had like a general direction, right? You had like a general I had a general plan, but I was kind of just taking it day by day. Taking it day by day by himself, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank God for GPS, though. Thank God for GPS. But also, fuck GPS, because it brought me in the middle of nowhere <laughs> at one I, point. Yeah, I saw that, like, Google Maps says destination has arrived or whatever, and you're like, fucking nowhere. Yeah, and I was in fucking Klamath Falls, this fucking <laughs> meth county. Oh, God. We got stories about Klamath Falls, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes, We're we about do. to get into it. Well, anyways, man, I'm glad you found us out here. You fucking had to drive your Harley down a dirt road, and that was probably a little sketch, but yeah, it was pretty sketchy. But made it, luckily, made it, made it out alive. Um, Kyle James probably will, will shout something, ladies and gentlemen. He's in the background right now. He's playing uh, Wolfenstein Two, I believe, right, Kyle? Yeah. Wolfenstein Two. All right, all right. Good game, good game. Um, you guys yeah. know him from the last podcast. You guys met Kyle, and he will be a returning guest very, very soon. And I did want this to be like the motherfucking first like video version one. But uh, we, you know, Bubba just got here, and we we got into a little bit of a rowdy couple nights, so uh, kind of was a little lazy on setting up the fucking <laughs> lights and all that crazy shit. But it'd be a waste to not get a podcast before he takes off tomorrow. So 
We're going to do it the old school way. One more time, ladies and gentlemen. Call it the encore. Uh, but anyways, Joseph Yant, I have a question for you, sir. Let's hear it. In uh, in all your travels. Oh, you forgot to give it Yolandi an introduction. Like oh, yeah, Yolandi. Right if, you, if you hear... Um, Dropping balls in front of me. Yeah, balls and fucking jingles and, and maybe some growls from time to time. It's this little dog named Yolandi. Uh, we mentioned the name before. I might edit that part out, though. Her <laughs> name is Yolandi Guadalupe Hems. Uh, Kyle James's little little uh, Jack Terrier fucking um, Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Um, sweetheart, but, uh, you know, with any Jack Terrier, they just never leave you alone. So Bub's dealing with that right now. So if you hear any informa- or interruptions <laughs> or interference, I apologize ahead of time. Okay. But now that that's over with... Bubba J, J dot gun YT. I I thought when you first fucking had that name that it was it standing for Young Thug. I was like, oh <laughs> no, it's just my middle name. I should probably change that shit. What's your middle name? Gunther. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Gunther. So hey, what what made you fucking like take the it. trip, dude? You just wanted to ride your bike or what? Yeah, it's a. Uh, I just wanted to get out of California, just go on the road and. Originally, was just wanted to do it in, um, throughout the summer and just travel through through the states. And um, originally, we're I was gonna do it with one of my best friends, uh, Michael Cerny, because he had a motorcycle too. But shout out to your dog. Uh, just plans changed. A lot of shit happened along the way. Bike got stolen the first week I had it. That's right. I had to do a bunch of fucking repairs on that. And then just yeah, things just plans changed and decided just to. Uh, Continue with it and mob out solo. Fuck yeah, dude! You have a. Uh, how's it been? Like solo? Is that is that been a factor? You just being by yourself? No, I'm pretty. I I could be by myself pretty easy. I'm kind of fucking solitary alone. man in a sense. Yeah, you know, I really ha- have any problem being alone. But yeah, I don't either. I think that's. Yeah, I, I, I can. Yeah, I can uh, keep myself busy. Yeah, doing whatever. I draw. I like to draw, read. Fucking, yeah, pretty good. So this was kind of like your vacation from everything. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, dude. Nice. Well, shit, dude. Not many people got the balls to jump on a motorcycle and ride this far. To be honest, <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, people who ride do. But where do you where do you see yourself going? How far you want to go on a motorcycle? I or first of all, let me ask this: Why did you get a motorcycle? I mean, it's kind of a dumb question. I personally love motorcycles as well, but why did you? happened to want to get a harley well f- a few years ago i i just really wanted to go on a road trip with a harley i feel like it's just like a good um it's always just been a fun in my opinion like it's just a great way to travel be in the element really in the moment and kind of just kind of a gritty way to just be on the road experience whatever rather than being you know in a car you could sleep in a car you're protected from the weather yeah and it you're not kind of seems more yeah, you experience a whole lot more on a motorcycle, more thrilling. Um, and then I always had, I had a vision that I really, like me, like three years ago, that I really wanted to travel the country on a motorcycle, but I never thought it'd become a reality necessarily. But then my buddy Michael Cerny, he bought a motorcycle randomly, and I remember once he brought it home to our apartment. I saw him turn that fucking thing on. He had. Uh, <laughs> You're like, I gotta have. Yeah, one. I'm like, dude, this thing's fucking <laughs> too badass. They're sick, dude. Was, yeah, his is all souped up and loud and fucking rumbling and 
<laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Hello. Right, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. For we don't, you know, we're not like fucking celebrities and shit that used to be in the in front of the microphone. So, I think this might be our first time. This is our first time together. Uh, first time together, indeed, on the microphone. Except if you watch us on Twitch. Shout out to everybody who's seen us on Twitch. Oh, uh, yep. Playing some PUBG and shit. That was fun. We got to get back into that. Um, got to get him an Xbox One. Actually, maybe I'll start a GoFundMe. We did get a dude. fucking chicken dinner one time when the oven was hey, hot. Hey, the oven was hot. It was on high, ladies and gentlemen. We got that fucking live for you on Twitch. And then I'm sorry if you missed out, but I'll be back. Wiggly Pigeon will live. And uh, I'll be back on Twitch. So yeah, just fucking motorcycles are just badass, right? I mean, they're fucking, they're sick. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, they have they have some sort of uh, unique energy to them that you don't really experience. Well, because what you were saying, else. like it, it brings you in the moment, right? And like, if anybody's ever even been on the back of one, because I've never ridden one, but I've been on the back of one when I was little. Because um, my family's from Hollister, California, my Mexican side of the family, and uh, uh, shout out to Hollister and all my my mijos and mijas. And my uncles, my tios, and my tias, and all that, <laughs> all that shit. But uh, um, you know, they're in uh, my uncle Bobby's in fucking uh, motorcycle gang up there called Top Hatters. And uh, so I grew up around bikes when I was really young, you know. And and fucking, you know, they'd always show up and just red that engine, and it'd be the loudest fucking noise mm-hmm. you've ever heard, you know. And I remember like Bobby being like, "Sage, come, I'm taking Sage," and like my mom, "No, nah, I don't fucking do it," and like. <laughs> I get on the back of this fucking loud ass like, I don't know, I, I don't know any technical term, so I'm gonna sound like a fucking idiot. But it was just a really loud bike, you know those mm-hmm. loud bikes. Everybody's yeah, yeah. heard a loud bike before, and fucking he just revs that shit while I'm on the back of it and fucking floors it. Yeah. And I mean, he probably only went like forty to fifty, but what he, what, what Bubba, what Joey was just saying is, is that it, it brings you in the moment, as in like in a car, like you were comparing it to, in a car you, you got fucking, you know kind of some shelter yeah you know what i mean and you don't really get a sense of how fucking fast you're going and like that yeah like because that that's the first thing that shocked me was the sense of speed because we were going the same Mm. amount of speed as like you would in a car normally or whatever but it feels so fucking gnarly because you're just so exposed yeah and so in that sense you have to be in the moment otherwise you're gonna fuck up and die you know what i mean like there's potential the risk factor is high because mm. you're just so ex- exposed, so yeah, I, it forces you to be in the moment. It, actually, the first time I was ever on a motorcycle was probably a year and a half ago when we had our house in, uh, or actually maybe two years ago when I, we had our house in Seaside, and my good friend Broseph was over. He has a, a 1200 Sportster, and we, we were drinking quite a bit that night, and we wanted to go get some more beer over at fucking the liquors, uh, <laughs> so Broadway, yeah, Broadway liquors in Seaside, but it, you know we're fucking too drunk to know that you know they stopped selling alcohol at that time. <laughs> so he was like, "What you want to ride with me or what?" He's kind of calling me out, like calling me, a, you know, make it seem like I was a pussy. Yeah, like, oh, come on, come on with me, come on the back of this thing. I'm like, "All right, let's go, let's go." I get on the back, and he fucking mobs it down there, and. My first thoughts was, holy fuck, it feels like I'm going warp speed in this thing <laughs> because you feel all the wind pressure yeah, on your dude, face exactly. and everything's just, all the lights are just flying past you. Dude. And then. Wind burn eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. And then we f- find out, yeah, this is with no helmet or anything. Then we go, you know, finally figure out that the, uh, the liquor store is closed. And we just park in the parking lot. He's like, what do you think about that? I'm like, fuck, can you go faster or what? <laughs> <laughs> Hell and yeah. Then, and then he got fucking, 
his ego kicked in and he fucking tried to dump my ass. He fucking, not on purpose. He didn't know all the traction it was going to grab since I was fucking back there, but he floored it and fucking popped a wheelie. Oh, shit. Had to, hel- had to hold on to that man tight. Woo-hoo! Very tight. He's probably never been held that, that tight by another man before. <laughs> trying to dump me off, off the back no, of that thing. Definitely probably has it. Uh, <laughs> shit, man. I seen fucking, hold on, sorry. Somebody, something happened with the audio, ladies and gentlemen. Let me just fix this real quick. Don't know what exactly it could have been. But I lost the audio and part of there it is. I'm back. It was just a head f- headset uh, fucking thing. Anyways, no, yeah, I remember when uh, who the fuck? I think it was actually Christian um, that like we were like outside uh, Carl's Jr. and then Christian's truck died and Broseph like fucking oh bump started that shit. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, just fucking did donuts <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the parking lot and shit. And I was like, damn, yeah. that dude's a wild man. Hell yeah, yeah. stoked though. That's yeah, sick. I was surprised that worked. That was sick. That's sick, dude. I wish I fucking knew cars and shit like that, mm. man. I fucking... I don't know shit, bro. I don't know shit. And, I mean... <laughs> that's so funny, because... My um my white side of the family, my grandmother, shout out to you, Sheila, if you listen to this, I love you. But, uh, but she, you know, she assumes that we're all, like, in the fucking 50s still, and your friends know about cars, and, like, oh, you yeah. should know about a car, and things like that. And, uh... <laughs> I don't know, cause like last time I had a car, she was like, well, "Well, can it? Can you can't fix it or whatever?" Cause I was like, "Dude, the car doesn't work or whatever." She's like, "Why are you trying to get rid of it?" Blah blah blah. And I was just like, "I can't do anything. None of my friends know how to do anything." And yeah, whatever. But it was just funny. Like she still has the mindset of like, you know, when you grow up, a man's supposed to know how to fucking yeah, you know, work a car or his way around an engine and and uh, things like that. But nowadays, dude, fuck, man. Yeah, there's not as much time to fucking spend working on cars there's too much fucking things to do on the internet nowadays exactly <laughs> exactly that and there i was unless see, that's what your passion is yeah yeah and i mean i definitely grew up like i think i would like to know some shit you know what i mean like yeah, I, I know how to change a tire and, and and fucking change the oil but i don't know how to like you couldn't ask me what about technical terms and shit like that you know I don't, mm. i'm not too deep with it but i know the basics you know which i guess is better than nothing uh so fucking by the way about uh you know fucking mechanical shit you have any trouble on your bike you said you fucking crashed it a couple times yeah or, or... Ni- initially uh well when it got f- um stolen the guy crashed it a few times uh, this tweaker guy fucking took it from my carport in my apartment in pg took it for a joyride and then um took it took it back took it on joyride took it back to his apartment took some uh selfies with it <laughs> with a shirtless with a cowboy hat on and Wait, then decided what? i didn't tell you about this i think you did but I'm okay. fucking, <laughs> i don't remember that part yeah you're shirtless with the fucking cowboy hat on took selfies posted on facebook decided to take it back out for a joyride wow dropped it on both sides broke the fucking uh um all the clutch discs and so he was just basically stuck and um, was, I guess, pu- trying to push it on the opposite side of the road with his shirt off, and the cops found him. And the cops are like, oh. Wait, he had the shirt He had his shirt off at the shirt time the cops came? Shirt off at the time, yeah. And they, the cops knew him. His name's Cameron Thomas. Huh. Yeah, they're fuck like, you, oh. Cameron Thomas. They're, they're having small talk together. They're like, oh, there's fucking Cameron again. What? There he goes. And I'm like, what? You guys know who he is? They're like, oh, yeah, Cameron Thomas. You know, he's, uh, he's known to... Usually he just gets drug charges, but now I guess he's getting into theft. Oh my god! 
Somebody put them down. No, yeah, so I had some troubles with fucking trying to get all that shit fixed up. I didn't have insurance on or anything like that, so it took me a while. What and, a bummer, uh, dude. How did, he, how did he steal it? Did he hotwire it? No, he jam- Well, I was a fucking idiot because I'm thinking, fuck, like, smooth over here in PG, back to PG, it's safe over here. No one's going to fuck with my shit. Yeah. And then, uh, make long story short, I guess there's a string of thefts in that area and a little link to this guy. He fucking jammed a screwdriver oh. into, into the ignition and just turned it on and fucking bounced. Damn. Yeah, when I was at work, so broad daylight. I mean, that's kind of ballsy. You respect him a little bit? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? You went down, you fucking, you got out. How did you notice that it was gone? Uh, I just came back from work, and uh, my bike from the carport was just gone. Cern's bike was there, and I thought someone was just fuck with me, so I called up, like, Cerny. I might have called up Brosif. I'm like, hey, like, you guys take my fucking bike anywhere, or where is it? And they're like, no? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I started panicking. Even all this and, other guy's taking selfies. Yeah. And then I fucking had a call, make a police report, and then I just went hunting all around the fucking, uh, that neighborhood, like, looking at people's backyards, carports, fucking looking under fucking motorcycle covers and trying Damn. to find my bike. And it was nowhere to be found. Shit. And I thought it was gone. I fucking, uh, got a knock on my door at, like, 11.30 at night. And, uh, it was a police officer. And I thought it was gonna be someone involved in fucking the stealing of my bike. So I opened opened the door pretty aggressively and the guy was like what the fuck <laughs> but yeah he found he found my bike and wait luckily, wait you scared the cop a little yeah, bit yeah scared because i fucking i was all heated i couldn't sleep and fucking so pissed off and trying <laughs> to think i was trying to tie everything together i'm like you know can the maintenance man fucking have anything to do with it because like there's some shit happening with our bikes prior like there's a piece of coal on the bike and stuff like that like i'm like this is one of the neighbors involved because the bikes are too loud and they can, so I was just trying to piece everything together yeah, yeah. in my mind. And then, so I thought someone was knocking on the door cause I, yeah, I don't know. I thought, you know, someone's trying to fuck with me, you know? Yeah. And so I opened it up pretty pissed off. And, <laughs> and it was a cop. It was a cop. I was shirtless and fuck my pajamas. Damn. Fucking <laughs> cops like, uh, uh, bed. <laughs> so what did he say? He's like, we found this guy. Yeah, he was, he was really cool. He's like, we got your bike. He's like, he's like, let's go, let's go. We got your bike. Sick. And there's like, he's like, yeah, just follow me. Like, well, let's go get it. And uh, luckily I fucking called Brosif because I wasn't that, that comfortable riding at the time. I mean, I've only probably ridden it a motorcycle once at that time by myself. And so I'm like, yo, Brosif, I called up Brosif. Luckily him and Cerny were on the way. They've been drinking a little bit. Uh-oh. And so Brosif was a little sketchy to be driving next to a cop. But luckily, um, he is not, he, he, he went over there with me and, uh, he tried to, uh, we got over there, talked to the cops a bit, Rosa smelled, smelled a little bit of alcohol, but he still hopped on that bike <laughs> and tried to fucking bump start that thing and had the cop pushing him behind, from behind trying to get that thing started. But since the fucking clutch disc were all broken, it was uh, a no go. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. We ended up st- and, uh, uni was with me too. And we ended up staying there until like two in the morning because AAA couldn't find any tow trucks tow truck drivers that had a uh something to hook the motorcycle to huh and so finally 
this one tow truck guy got the call. He didn't take the call from, he like heard it. He denied the call from AAA, but still decided to come and check things out. And just make sure, like try to figure out if he could do something to help. This went out of his way completely. He looked like a fucking character from South Park. He was like this fucking ripped Italian dude, all roided <laughs> out of his fucking mind with a bunch of pimples on his face, really stocky. Fuck, dude. Had these fucking huge fucking uh, shoulder muscles that fucking just went up to his fucking earlobes. Damn, just probably just yeah. doing fucking bench he was, work. He was a home. Yeah, it was like kind of like a little misty and wet that night. And what we ended up doing was, uh, um, basically like we both like pushed my truck on top pushed my truck up the tow um the tow truck fucking what little tow truck ramp and then i had to sit on top of it balance it and then he like put lifted the fucking tow truck ramp and fucking laid it down on my tail bit of the truck <laughs> and then we like rode it off into the back of my truck and just hitched Whoa. it down and i drove it home oh damn yeah so that, well, guy, that guy was a fucking g Dude, he fuck yeah. Out Shout out to that tow truck guy, man. You know what? Tow truck guys, more often than not, are actually really fucking cool, but they're down to business. They're yeah, like, what's yeah. up? Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, I'll fix it. Cool. Boom. That's usually how it is, but that's a tough job. Mm. Yeah. It's got to be a tough job, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Well, fucking, uh, I didn't write any notes down or whatever because <laughs> I was like, this is just going to fucking keep on going and keep on going. Uh, but uh, let's see. Where can we fucking go from there uh well one of the things i want to well okay so you brought up the tow truck guy and like fucking so that's that's one thing about you that i've noticed like you um you're you look at characters uh in a very specific way and and uh it leads in it shows in your artwork because when you when you draw uh certain you, when you draw things you draw certain characters that are very like em, uh, like certain things are emphasized whether it's like their fucking face or like something distorted about them or like a cigarette or a fucking uh, bottle of beer or whatever mm -hmm. like so what i want to know is like what's the fucking um what's the crazy like how okay let me let me see what exactly do i want to know right now i guess what i'm getting at is like uh is that where you find your biggest inspiration to like make uh drawings or whatever like when you sit down and draw how do you go about that process and when did you start drawing? Like, when did you start, like, fucking making art and shit like that? Like, it's always, it's always been off and on and off and on. And I used to love to draw when I was a kid, like, probably around, like, five and six. And then I stopped for a while, picked it up probably around 10, 11. Terrible drawer, fucking, let's try to draw fucking horses and <laughs> shit around me, I guess, because I grew up with a horse. It's fucking horrible. Fucking really not talented. <laughs> and uh, or so you thought. No, no, it's really. Yeah, consider what my sister's doing now, man. But uh, yeah, then finally, I guess I picked it up again. Probably around nineteen ish is when I really got back into it and tried to take it more seriously and try to get a routine to draw at least daily, which was tough to do. I didn't really accomplish that too much at that time and then it'd fade away for a few months i wouldn't draw and then i'd just get back back at it again a lot of things that kickstart kickstarted me drawing and was uh this was inktober i don't know if you ever heard about that 
Sounds kind of familiar, like a tattoo thing. No, it's just like uh, like a drawing challenge almost when kind of forces you to get in the routine of drawing every day and it gives you like a list of uh, things to draw. It might say like draw draw a spider day three or draw. um, Oh, that's pretty cool. You know, like it just gives you a word like fucking. That actually be a good idea just to do for yourself almost like just map that out almost every month. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It would be really good. So then, yeah, it usually just gives you a random subject line to draw upon, and then this gets you in that routine of fucking drawing and drawing, and then almost gets you uh, addicted to it in a sense where it's like, if you don't draw that day, you're like, fuck, I should really, you know, put some fucking ink on that paper and yeah, start drawing. Like, you fucking almost feel like you're a failure mm-hmm. in some yeah, form, you exactly. know? exactly. You just have to hold yourself accountable to it. Yeah. And that that's a lot of the things that they talked about in the book, The War of Art. And if anybody's uh, listened to any of the podcasts I've done, and specifically listened to The War of Art uh, podcast, uh, this is the man who uh, was kind enough to send me that book and fucking... Um, it, dude, that shit's fucking crazy. And, and uh, what do you, like, what did you think about that book when you read it? Uh, just put a lot of things in perspective, I guess. And this... Well, first, let me... Let me so the, for those of you who didn't listen to that podcast, The War of Art um, is a book. Basically, this guy, I forget his fucking name right now, and I should have did my homework and, and had it in front of me, but I don't. Um, so it's, But it's called The War of Art. Ladies and gentlemen, you have Google. Ask your fucking phone. Ask Alexa, whatever kind of robot you're dealing with over there. And, um, But yeah, it's a book about this man who he's like, what, like in his 50s or something? Like mm-hmm. late 40s, yeah. 50, or 50s or whatever? 50s. And uh, he's he's basically writing out a map of how to kind of get over. It said I think it, it on the cover it says break your inner creative blocks or whatever. Like trying to always be creative. For those creative people, you know, you run into those fucking moments of drought and 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 those times where you just don't want to do anything or you feel like you you can't do anything or you have nothing to offer. He is trying to like he put a book together to kind of just smash through all of that and make you think about it in a different way and and you know shit it gets weird with the with the fucking muse stuff and and um yeah it gets pretty trippy so uh but but yeah so what how did you find that book it was it was Brian yeah, I just found it through some podcasts yeah 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 Joe Rogan right or fucking yeah 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 I think it was uh yeah probably Joe Rogan podcast I think but also I'm pretty sure Brian Callen mentioned it a few times I just heard it uh a n- number of times and I've always just made that fucking note in my brain like you know that book fucking sounds pretty interesting maybe I should check it out but I fucking hate self-help books you know it oh just yeah it's yeah, a yeah. fucking nasty well, taste in my mouth cheesy as you shit know? like honestly fucking what's that and so I was just praying that this thing wasn't gonna be one of those and it wasn't this yeah well it's kind of just like a no bullshit book yeah and it well it broke down um some really fucking awesome things, dude. It broke down like how to identify or what what to call those negative thoughts and what how to like go about facing those those inner blocks and those little voices in your head that say your work isn't shit and say that you you know because like whenever you post something, fuck I, I you know I work on a weed farm now and I'm getting pretty stoned, <laughs> and you know like you get kind of paranoid when you're stoned, and I remember like I posted something the other day on whatever social media, and I just remember thinking like all these fucking like negative thoughts like what if they think this and what if this and, and do I look good in that and blah, 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 blah. and it's like fuck bro like that's hard to manage it is you know and and, and uh this this book kind of um 
they call those voices and those thoughts resistance and they call it um you know like they 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 gave it a name as resistance and that's what it is it's this fucking thing inside of us that we all have that uh you know doesn't want us to fucking do anything creative or 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 do what we want to do instead it wants to um you know just be comfortable and just keep doing what you're like be comfortable doing nothing or whatever. Is that how you would kind of describe that? I don't, I'm doing a horrible job right now. Yeah, yes. It's just, it adds, uh, there's a bunch of layers to the resistance that it describes, like it, uh, like pres- uh, resistance and uh, procrastination, the fear of resistance. All those things are part of resistance, I guess. There's a bunch of different categories within resistance, like, that I guess you're supposed to break through and and, and the author does a great job of, of breaking it down and 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 uh, subject by subject he breaks it down and, and sub subverse and subverse and um, different parts of resistance or whatever. Uh, but ultimately, it it it's good to know that kind of shit because then you think about when you are in those moments, then you um, think about sorry, the fucking. Yolandi's over here jumping <laughs> on fucking furniture, all crazy shit. What is she looking for? Is she looking. She's looking at herself in the mirror. Yolandi, what are you fucking trying How to find right now? Get out there, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Yolandi Guadalupe James. This is your, what did you do to your fucking hedgehog? Sorry. Okay. Oh my god. What, it's, this is the boss of the house I'm in right now, Yolandi. Put the hedgehog <laughs> on me. But but just to wrap this up, we'll, uh, about the fucking war of art shit. It, uh, yeah, I, it's it's good to think about the resistance and call it a name or or whatever. Just to be like, when it happens, you recognize it, and when it happens, you kind of like can look at it as like you you're familiar to it. Yeah. You know, familiarizing that feeling, if understanding that it's not your inner voice, it's not really you. You know, and that you should go against it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And I like what it, one of the main things I liked about that book. Uh, one of the things it said, and I think I'm paraphrasing when I say it, but it says something like, "If if you're afraid of it, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like if you know you want to do something, but it kind of scares you, and that's what's keeping you from doing it. Then, then that's exactly what you need to yeah, fucking do. The Be- more you're afraid of it, the more you need to do it. Exactly." more significance you could gain from it i mean just think about it think about those things that you want to do in life and when you start talking about them to your friends and family and how passionate you get about them you know what i mean i'm sure you when you're talking up this trip you're getting fucking stoked just thinking about it, stoked talking about it fuck yeah but you know I'm still what i mean nervous as fuck. yeah but you're still nervous and fuck and and some people most people i would even argue hopefully not most people maybe i'll give them the benefit of the doubt <laughs> some people let's go back to there uh you know let that fucking nervousness stop them and they won't ever fucking get get on that motorcycle and come out. Mm. You know what I mean? They they won't even buy the motorcycle because they're fucking letting the nervousness get in there, even though that's what they really want to do. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so it's fucking crazy. But, um, so would you would you say that that book helped you? Yeah, I think it. Uh, the best way it helped me was to um, definitely like what you're saying. If you're afraid of doing something the more you gotta do it as i think that fucking pushed me just to get up and get the fuck on that motorcycle and head out because i was nervous nervous as fuck and just doing that in a sense you know um yeah well being out there also, too. yeah and uh also it helped me by uh 
really eliminated eliminated a lot of my procrastination because if I'm fucking slacking off and I have a goal in mind, I feel like a piece of shit if I'm not working towards it. Yeah. And I feel like a lot comes from that book. It also yeah. gave, gave me a lot of things to fucking think about, like the fucking creative muse or whatever. I'm not religious or anything like that, but definitely um, it's basically the more work you put into something, the more uh, creative ideas you get in that subject, I guess. Like yeah. Your mind starts fucking producing all that. and Like there's, there's certain fucking... And they attribute that to some religious muse in it or yeah. goddess. Yeah, a spiritual. I wouldn't say religious. I'd say spiritual, but Mm. it's uh, yeah. They're basically the book describes about um how a lot of the times when you're fucking creating things, I don't know if anybody's ever drawn or wrote something or or fucking did something that when they look at it they're like, wow, that was awesome, and I don't even remember how where that came from. Like, I feel like anybody who's ever tried to create anything has had that feeling. And I've even described, and you told me that, like, when you were trying to, when you were telling me about this book before you sent it to me, you told me that I had had that conversation with you about how sometimes when I'm on the podcast or sometimes when I'm writing shit that I don't even fucking consciously, like, if I were to, if you were to ask me about what I'm writing about or talking about before I talked about it or before I wrote about it, I wouldn't know what the fuck to, to say. But for some reason, when I sat down to write that day or when I sat down to have that conversation or, or talk on the podcast, it was there. All that information was there. And, you know, when I was younger, I was a great bullshitter, too. And But a lot of the times it would be like bullshit that would actually be true because for some reason somebody would ask me a question. I would just think about it rationally. And then I had all this information that I didn't know I had. Yeah. And I would just spew it out of my asshole. You know, what I mean? <laughs> it was about 70 percent right. You know, 30 percent wrong for sure. Um that's a good but ratio. like, Fuck. but yeah, so I fucking, I, you know, I would describe it like that too. Like where I feel like I'm just a vessel and I know that there's been rappers saying that recently and shit like that. Like I'm just a fucking vessel and the voices and I'm, my voice is just a tool for whatever spiritual being or whatever, wherever this creative thought is coming from, I'm just a fucking vessel that it's using to get it out of. And, um, when you look at yourself like that, when you understand creativity like that, I think that it's, it's fucking it almost kind of frees you as an artist because you understand that, um, you know, it's not you that, that people are going to be judging. And if you did connect to the muse while you were fucking doing it, or if you did feel like you put all of your creative juices and, and you have that, uh, that, that thought when you get out of it, like, holy shit, I don't know where that came from, but it's amazing. And I'm really proud of it. Then that's all you need to care about. Don't care about if anybody else likes it. Don't care about if anybody else is even going to see it fucking don't care because you did your job you did and somebody somewhere is gonna fucking appreciate that you know because it's real it came from that place that they know as a creative person because it's the same place that's where it gets trippy is like thinking about it in in those senses where it's like that creative whatever fucking the muse is or whatever like uh wherever you're getting your creativeness from um it's 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 something that's in everybody it's something that everybody can tap into it and um everybody has tapped into it you know and maybe you forget like you said you started drawing when you're about four or six or whatever and then it went away for a little bit and like i don't know people people feel like they're too old sometimes a lot of the times yeah I feel. That's, that's probably one of the main things that affected me i thought it's like like oh i gotta start growing up even though i'm fucking 14 years old yeah 
Like, I can't draw. I can't color anymore. Like, because yeah. fucking yeah. I want to date Cindy, and Cindy likes fucking men, apparently, and I want to <laughs> be a man, so. Yeah. Okay. Girls, it's usually about a girl. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> so, fucking, you, uh, what do you think of Oregon so far? You've been here a couple times. Yeah, I've been here a couple times. I like it a lot, especially this trip. I'm really fucking getting out in the fucking middle of nowhere and able to experience it a lot more, shooting guns with you fuckers. Hey. Fishing. Um, yeah, it's definitely a beautiful uh, state. whole lot to see here. Really green. We, uh, especially we, this time of year because all the leaves are about to start falling. So oh, kinda, yeah. Kind of that yellow golden oh, color it's the coolest Red. part of the year in my opinion fall is my favorite season we we were up here what three years ago three four years ago yeah yeah i think was that really i think it's been that long dude i think it's been like yeah. three years um yeah we came up here on a skate trip with our buddies andrew alex and uh chewy um shout out to those mijos right there. Hey, buddies. Pinches. Pinches. Hey, you guys heard me talk about Tall Boys, too. By the way, go grab that from fucking Lagunitas or, or Pile Type or any one of these fools. And, oh, and shout fucking, out to fucking my boy Andrew. I know he's listening hey. right now. Andrew <laughs> Paloo. Buddy old pal. <laughs> I forget what your fucking name is on the Xbox right now. It's like Baby Feet. Oh, is it a... Baby it, genius, Bo- baby genius. Shout out, baby genius. <laughs> oh, a little baby genius. Little yeah. baby genius. Oh, <laughs> or Yoda boy. Hey, I played I played PUBG with Drew one time, and he fucking <laughs> <laughs> he was getting drunk he over there, dude. And, drunk uh, driving, dude. He fucking he's all. <laughs> we're all waiting for him like Drew you got the truck. He's like fucking. He's like yeah yeah I got the vehicle. Like uh, I'm on my way, but. uh I'm kind of drunk. <laughs> and as soon as he says that, he comes flying in, fucking hits the post in front of us and shit. Beep, beep. Like playing PUBG, which is like this game where like you, you're not supposed to make noise and shit because people are trying to kill you. So it's fucking hilarious. Anyways, shout out to you people. I love you all. Um, but that shit just went down. Tell me about Tall Boys 2 premiere, man, because I'm fucking, I need fucking... to live vicariously through you since I wasn't able to fucking be there. Even though... I had lived above that building prior, fucking yeah. two months prior to this. Whatever, so a little salty about it. The premiere was going off, man. The, uh, yeah, the, quite that show up. Like so, so many people showed up, and you know more than I expected. The whole theater was filled with people. Uh, people standing in the aisle, standing outside the door. I think the capacity was. 180 i think in the that oco theater damn and we definitely crammed the fuck out of it shit man yeah there's people crowd in the aisles people standing outside uh it's pretty nerve-wracking in the beginning because uh andrew ibarra the editor of the of the and one of the masterminds behind tall boys 2 and tall boys 1 yeah so for real quick there uh for those of you that don't know what it is um it's a fucking skate video that that our friends fucking put together and shit and it's a long time coming and in modern california is very important to skateboarders anyways continue i think he is still converting it to blu-ray about oh shit that shit's on blu-ray or he's converting <laughs> it to something he's converting the files to something maybe finishing some of the editing like 15 minutes before the uh showing time <laughs> just like tall and boys one yeah, just like tall boys one 
And so he was in uh, Boardwalk Subs, and I know Logan was running back and relaying information to him and trying to get everything set up. And fuck that, he, yeah, he fucking handled it. Fucking, I got to get Andrew on here because I really want to um, fucking talk to him about that oh process, God, about man. both processes. Yeah, he fucking ki- killed it. Yeah, and he's yeah. been killing it, I, dude. I love the look of the, uh, w- uh, of, well, first of all, the cover and everything drawn out by you and Cerny. Mm. Um. And fucking how they how you guys are putting like a little like yeah that was fucking movie uh, poster thing yeah. in the DVD case and shit yeah, you guys did. are doing it right man you guys are fucking selling it right doing it right it's awesome we yeah, should have totally inside did that. the actual DVD there's a a bunch of older horror film style uh, like index cards yeah that like little movie cards. posters that come with the DVD and, and shit. there's four different kinds so you could collect them all hey collect them all buy four of them you know what I'm saying there's add Lagunitas add Pile Type. Um, fucking tall boys too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the OCO venue itself, you know, such a good, great venue. We're so excited to f- have it shown there. Except, I don't think they really knew what was coming over. Oh, there. they definitely didn't, dude. Because <laughs> the fucking premiere in the past definitely got pretty fucking rowdy. This one didn't get as rowdy, but it was definitely too rowdy for the OCO movie. That kind of makes me feel a little good knowing that the the time that I actually was there it got more rowdy that makes me feel oh, like yeah, a little, yeah. little bit better. Cuz we could yeah, you could fuck shit up at that little fucking Yeah, last time we were in a warehouse, yes. Yeah. Shout out to uh any of my mixtape fans cuz I told that story I think either last mixtape or the mixtape before that, but anyways. Yeah, ba- well my band played um for the first premiere and it was one of the best nights of my life mm. and fucking Dude, I have actually, I've not talked to you about that night, really, like, about, like, your perspective on everything. Like, I don't even really remember, I remember fucking, like, you were the first person I seen when I pulled up there. You, like, met us out there. And I remember, like, because I had to convince the rest of the Death Cats, shout out Joey mm-hmm. Davies, uh, Evan McCombs, and Brian Azevedo, to even play that show. Because you guys are all my friends, and, and fucking, they're my band, you know what I mean? Yeah, and there's yeah. a difference between those two things, friends and bands, although I was friends with everybody in my band, but, you know, you guys, have, we all have our own lives separate from the band or whatever, and my life was, outside of that, was the tall boys, and fucking, these are my people and shit, and everybody's like, dude, you you should play, and I was like, fuck, dude, I'm try, I'll, I'll try to fucking play, dude, I'll try to, you know, get the Death Cats on there, man, Especially what's up? you just got out of the fucking jail. Dude, yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking uh have you said that on the podcast yet During, yeah yeah, yeah. The, I, that's I what i was saying i mentioned it on the mixtape um i'll tell the story again just in case anybody fucking doesn't listen to the mixtapes and if you don't fucking fuck you no i'm just kidding you don't have to to each his own ladies and gentlemen uh but no basically fucking uh had some warrant uh won't speak about <laughs> what it was uh nothing big though i'm not a fucking murderer or rapist so just i'm not no thief either <laughs> so it's none of that shit it was just i fucking fell behind on a fine i need to pay cops were looking for me apparently i was unaware of this i got fucking pulled over uh actually my friend got pulled over i was sitting in the truck bed of his truck and uh who's tr- oh never mind no yeah, names yeah, no names yeah. I was sitting in the bed of his truck and fucking, you know, they pulled us all out of the car and and ran our names and I just happened to pop up as having a warrant. I didn't even know. And fucking, they pulled me in. Well, actually that night was, so they felt bad for pulling me in. I was in Carmel, California and they fucking, this is actually one of the coolest. I I wouldn't say cool, but not many times 
this is ever going to happen, and I hope it never happens to you guys. You should never even be in this position. But looking back at it, it had to be a pretty fucking good experience. Well, so fucking I get to the police station, and the cop is like kind of feeling bad for me because he's talking to me and shit like that. I'm telling him about like you know who I am, and like he can see I'm not a fucking you know criminal or whatever. And he's like, "Fuck, dude, I I hate to have to like." bring you out of your good night and fucking throw you in jail which was really cool to see that out of a cop because i'm used to fucking pg cops that were just like up your ass the whole time they don't give a fuck about you unless you're a fucking football player you know what i mean small town syndrome but <coughs> fucking this cop was like yo you need anything when i was at the station because we we're uh getting ready to go fucking 30 miles to salinas county or whatever and i'm like fuck man like he gave me a glass of water already i was like nah I mean, I would love to have a cigarette. That's what I said. And he's like, ah, bro, I can't. I, I don't know if I could do that, man. Whatever. Walks, walks like down the hallway and then comes back and he's like, all right, walk with me a little bit. Puts me in cuffs again. Walks me through the parking lot. Puts a cigarette in my mouth and lights my cigarette and fucking <laughs> lets me smoke a cigarette a little bit before he throws me in, in the in the slammer. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It's not really like a fucking story to be proud of per se. I wouldn't say I'm proud of that. But it's kind of cool that a cop lit a cigarette. I don't fucking know, man. It's some weird. Like, I grew up watching gangster movies and idolizing Hell's <laughs> Angels and shit like that. So fuck off, everybody. I know you're going to judge me. Internet crazy world. Is this thing falling apart? No. Was that no, that? No, this is uh, Yolanda uh, fucking dropping balls. Skateboards. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyways, long story fucking short. I, uh, I'm in jail the night before. I'm supposed to play the show which is the Tall Boys 1 premiere. And um, it's all I could have thought about at that time because, like I said, these are like, I mean, that's, I just knew how hard everybody worked on that video and I was so anxious to see everything and then fucking pl to be able to play there too. I love playing shows. And uh, where it was going to be was in this, like, warehouse fucking, like, low-key out in the, in the boonies of Salinas and shit like that. And, like, it was just going to be sick as fuck and I was really excited to do it. So when I got put in the slammer i was kind of bummed i was like fuck dude like what the fuck am i gonna do how am i gonna get out of this thing long story <laughs> short i fucking post bail i never posted bail in my life I posted bail luckily i just got my tax return that year and i got the fucking money i had the money on me or whatever and uh fucking posted 500 dollars bail because they were it was i got arrested on a thursday night and they told me that you weren't gonna see a judge till monday morning because it's a fucking weekend and i was like um so you and they were like okay so you either go post bail or you fucking put on an orange jumpsuit and you go into county and i was like well i'm definitely not doing that so how the fuck do i get out of here yeah and anyways find a bail bondsman post bail and then i come home and fucking play the tall boy show and uh that night was fucking a night to remember i'm still famous in salinas a little bit like dude randomly <laughs> i'll just go to the, the skate park and people are like dude did you fucking play that show that was fucking yeah I'm like, dude, yeah, I did, and that's awesome. Cause, like, I'll tell you what, like, I know, and I'm not saying this to be like cocky or whatever, because I don't mean shit in life. And fucking, uh, you know, like my band, the Death Cats, probably less than a hundred people know what the fuck that is. But I, you know, it just as a as a uh, band member or a person that wants to be in bands or whatever, that night fulfilled my rock and roll dream. You know what I mean? Like, if I never join a band again, which I hope that's not the case because I would love to play music still. I mean, I still play music, but to be in a band like that and really take it seriously, I would love to do that again. But who knows if that'll happen because, you know, life gets strange when you get older. You don't have the time. You get married, blah, blah, blah. But 
to reach that pinnacle of seeing and 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 playing a show like that with just a fucking packed warehouse of i would say at least 200 people just fucking going ape shit you know what i mean absolutely ape shit beers flying chairs flying elbows flying people flying skateboards flying kegs everywhere what's that Oh, dude! I, oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! I've, uh, dude! Oh. Yeah, so you just fucking in the middle of the crowd, just yeah, screaming his lyrics, dude! Fuck! Yeah, I, we we're all going off, man! Fucking Cerny was throwing chairs. Cerny was throwing chairs. <laughs> moshing. Fucking mosh! He started the mosh pit. Shout out, Cerny dog! And he still has my set list on that door that he keeps. Oh yeah! He took yeah. my set list home that night, and fucking that's awesome, dude! Hey, shout out, Cerny! But uh. But yeah, dude, it was a fuck, man. So I'm glad to know that it didn't necessarily top that. It's different than that, though, because you guys did it in yeah, an actual movie theater. It's more uh, family friendly. Yeah. Slightly, slightly family. Friendly. Yeah, that it other was one was rowdy as fuck. The new one still had fucking beer bottles thrown out the wall. Uh, chairs broken. Movie theater chairs. No way. Yep. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, old, sorry. Shout out to my good boy, John Kylie. He was <laughs> sitting in the, the row behind me. Uh, I was in the front row. He was in the uh, row behind me, sitting next to Carly and Carly's boyfriend. But fucking John Kylie brought in like two wine bottles, a bunch of fucking wine glasses. Hey, the boy. Oh, shout out Kylie. So, yeah, fucking classy John, John Kylie. Started pouring wine for everybody, handing it, handing it around. Fuck and, yeah, dude. And at that, at that time, it was so hard to get up. We had a bunch, we had about 100 free Paps Blue Ribbons for everyone in the, uh, Tall boys group, fuck yeah, to grab. But uh, it's so hard to fucking get a beer because uh, Iowa was just flooded with people. <laughs> so yeah, John was there to save the day. That's dope. Fucking dope. whipped out after but the then beer was gone. But then to see it in a fucking on a movie, yeah, theater fucking screen that must have been cool. Mm-hmm. It was. I mean, I I love the first one too when we when we actually got to show the film mm-hmm. because I remember just everyone going ape shit and like. Uh, uh, crowd surfing Andrew at the end yeah, and shit. Yeah. That was fucking awesome, man. Yeah. Stuff, stuff I'll never forget. I'm sure none of you guys will forget either. And yeah. It's good fucking times, yeah, y'all. Good. Yeah, we're going to forget about that memory. Fucking times. So, anyways, if you guys want to copy that or know what the fuck we're talking about, go to at PileType on Instagram or at Lagunitas um, on Instagram. That's Lagunitas with an O, not an A, like the beer, but it's a play on that, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, anyways, uh, go check it out. What Tall Boys 2 is. And what tall boys is in general, you motherfucker. Actually, follow Rusty by Nature just for no reason at all. <laughs> and just so you can get bummed out on every single day of your life so you can just fucking... Actually, no, hey, you're a crack you're up. into fucking taking dab rips. Oh! Dab Hey, shout out to Russell, fool, the dumpster, bro. Hey, I miss you, man. <laughs> the little shout dumpy dumpster. Shout out to that dumpster. Fresno Peckerwood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bubba's coming hard. Coming hard with the paint. Nah, Russell's the homie. Um... We, I need I need some stickers though, Russ. Russ, can you fucking send them send them my way, man? I'll throw you a couple dollars, bro. I need that one with Joey and, and fucking some. some uh, I need that one with Joey and uh, <laughs> and something else. <laughs> Sorry, we're trying to keep it G rated out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I'm fucking. I'm playing around right now. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to have that first part of the podcast just to be me and Joey, so you can get an introduction to him. Um, that was his first time on the microphone as well. I think he did a great job. Uh, so far but this next chapter is going to be me joey and kyle the audio is going to be a, a little off only because i only have two mics so i got to put the input a little higher and do some audio work but it's not going to sound as crisp as you're hearing it right now 
but hopefully it'll be just as entertaining if not more so uh yeah we're, we're gonna say goodbye for now um well we're not technically saying goodbye i'm just gonna stop talking anyways that was part one of this um joey ant uh aka j.gun.yt young thug <laughs> and fucking um yeah so uh we're gonna be right back after this not nothing because you're not gonna notice it because uh it's just gonna be edited in but uh yeah fucking kyle's coming up Burp. fuck you oh god all right sorry for that everybody that's gonna hurt <laughs> your ears but there's kyle <laughs> kyle's here now uh <laughs> kyle james you know him from moving on podcast which was uh last week's podcast um and my other guest is joey who's still here uh, we literally just paused it for a second, and then now Kyle's here. Crack the beer, and let's go. Hey, crack the beer, y'all. Hey, everybody crack a beer right now. Fucking. Um. <laughs> okay, well, they cracked the beer before me, and so I just made that up. But anyways, cheers, cheers y'all. <sighs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in Java. Uh, what I do? I'm just kidding. Uh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is about to get real fucking weird, and um, this I'm gonna call this kind of like the encore of encores because this this whole show is an encore. Yeah. Kyle's taking a bong rig right now. Um, we're all drinking beer. We're having a good time. We're out here in Mapleton, Oregon. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so also the audio is gonna be a little bit different because I only have two mics and there's three gentlemen here, so I'm gonna sound great as usual, <laughs> and they're gonna be sharing. <laughs> Um, and yeah, there goes Kyle again. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so fucking, I thought it'd be cool to after uh the little short conversation that I had. Well, it wasn't short; it was a pretty good conversation. Um, that I had with uh J Gun Pretty good. And I'm standing right yeah, across but, the fucking <laughs> room from you, boy. No, I mean like it. It was pretty good as far as length goes. <laughs> it was pretty lengthy. It was about fifty, about fifty minutes long conversation. It was Fucking solid. That's Usually. pretty good timing for you, Sage. Yeah, I, it's pretty. You good. normally last like two to three <laughs> minutes most of the time. Like, all right, what are, are we talking about? Are we talking about sex? This are we talking about this podcast? This is part two, here, folks. Right? This is part two. Hey, I always top load my Berbers. Shout out to fucking Cristilia, dude. <laughs> all right, <laughs> top load your Berbers, everybody. Anyways, uh, this being the encore, because this this shouldn't even exist right now, ladies and gentlemen. I I killed this shit last week on Kyle James's episode. Um, because I'm supposed to move on to video fucking uh, shows, um, or at least it's going to be an audio podcast, but you can also watch video, and um, it's a whole new show that I have coming up with a bunch of segments and stuff, um, stuff to kind of make it uh, more of a show than it is a podcast, uh, but it is a podcast at the root of it. It's just to kind of show off my weirdness and get me to do something a little bit more of uh, structured. It's just fun. I want to try it out. You know what I'm saying? I just want to try it out. So we're going to try that pretty soon but j.gun.yt young thug uh <laughs> rode up here on his motorcycle as you guys already fucking know because you've been listening to this goddamn shit and so i said fuck it dude we're gonna do an encore uh episode of the burning sage one fucking more and it's episode 18 my favorite number 18 lucky number 18 shout out to the one eight uh members and just everybody else who knows what the fuck the one eight means uh bubba you actually tattooed one eight on my fucking ankle Yep, At the same time good. as I got the dis- disgraceful Check. tall boys tattoo on my fucking foot that Russell ruined. Shout out to that fucker Russell again. <laughs> I don't know how you ruin tattooing the initials TB on somebody. 
But uh, let me see it real quick. Oh god, I gotta fucking show it now. Son of a bitch, I should have said anything. Then I fucking show them, and they're gonna fucking make fun of me. I can't see it. Let me let me see it, Sage. Oh, it's not that bad, dude. No, it's not. I mean, I've learned to like it. I still don't completely love it. It's a stick. I don't know poke, if I ever it? will. It's kind of like that fucking uh, friendly mole you got going on in your body somewhere that you're kind of like self conscious about, but like you got to learn to love it a little bit because it's like part of you. Yeah, I got right? some fucking ugly moles on my body. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, just to wrap up the intro real quick, I just wanted to um, give you guys an encore for the, uh, for the encore show and give you guys a little bit of a longer podcast. I don't even know how long this will go, but we're drinking, we're smoking, we're having a good time out here in the fucking woods. Um, just had a night the other night, may have ingested some uh, DSL backwards um, things on candies and uh, <coughs> fucking shot some guns and howled at the moon all night and fucking had us, had us a good time. Um, but yeah, so this is the last day that Bubba's in town. Um, he's going to be back on his motorcycle and, and fucking being a fine little bachelorette over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I yeah. Uh, fucking anyways. He's leaving tomorrow, all right? And I just wanted to fucking give you guys a little treat, dude. And Kyle's here, and I said, well, fuck, dude. Why don't we just put the microphones on? Let's just hang out. You know what I mean? All we got to do is make sure we use fucking fake names, and uh, we should Frank be out. Frank and Margaret, you guys Frank are and awesome. Margaret. Shout out to Frank and Margaret <laughs> once again. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, it's my treat to you guys. The Encore of the Encore show, the Burning Sage podcast, episode number 18, here with Joey Ant and Kyle James. Um... Kyle, what up? How are you? Uh, did you enjoy watching the podcast go down? It was like a little bit of a different perspective than normal. It was no, it was kind of like I was listening to it on the radio because when I was listening to it on SoundCloud because I was playing my video game. I'm just Kyle hitting. being one of the number one supporters here at the Burning Stage at, at Stuck on Highway One. Shout Thank out, you. Kyle. Um, but yeah, it was just like listening to one of your podcasts. Honestly, that's what it felt like. But yeah, I was live. But I was. Watch, playing my video game and then I'm listening to this at the same time so you know I'm, every once in a while I'll look over I'll jump in there for a second say something but it was interesting how you liking Wolfenstein too? it's it's fun it's fun it's fun you like it I, I don't play video games enough I mean I'm starting to play video games more because I need to sit my ass at home you know? it helps you keep it at home for sure yeah for sure but Kyle, you just put like fucking two days into uh, Breath of the Wild. Dude, Zelda, Zelda is just like that game you just can't stop playing. You gotta go for it. Hey, make sure when you guys are talking, talking to the mic. Sorry. Oh, fucking... you just gotta go for it, dude. Just go balls deep. Okay. You really <laughs> gotta fucking go for it. Balls, balls deep. Bro. deep. Shout out to Nick Norris Infinite Playlist. Balls <laughs> deep. Um, <laughs> fucking Joey, you 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 play video games as well, actually. Um, I brought this up last night or the night before that, but the how I met you guys, uh, you being you and your brother, is uh, through Halo. Believe it or not, Halo was fucking really Halo. It was man, because I remember in middle school, um, like that was the sh- in seventh grade, Halo One was the motherfucking shit. Dude, that was the best game in the world. It was the motherfucking shit, and it started spread through the school, and just like, dude, you got Halo. Have you played Halo, dude? You got oh, Halo. Yeah. Do you play Halo? And then all the people who did play Halo kind of started hanging out during lunch, man. And fucking, uh, it was like me, um, Charlie, fucking Carlos Valdivia. Shout out to you, my homie. You're my, one of my first best friends in the world. You'll always be a friend of mine. <laughs> and like Matt Williams and fucking Tim Tim. You remember Tim Tim? 
Uh, you don't remember Asian Tim Tim? Dude, Asian Tim Tim. Sanisha, shout out to you, bro. Fucking Twitch, dude, my homie. Um, you, you guys know him from, uh, well, if you, well, I don't know. Anyways, he, we did a podcast together. I don't know if I fucking. Anyways, Halo was the, the link that brought me to your brother, Richie. And fucking, I just remember it, <laughs> he was like, because we were supposed to be like the fucking ones to beat each other. It was like, it was like the fight. It was like fucking UFC promotion type shit. It was like, oh, fucking, you're going to come over to my dude. house and then I'm going to come over to your house or whatever. And yeah. we're just going to play. And no, my map's this, your map's that or whatever. Like you can't. Snipers only. Yeah, snipers <laughs> only shit map? like that. <laughs> Warsong Gulch. <laughs> dude. And so I remember going to your house and I met, meeting you. A uh, little young buck bubba <laughs> over there, fucking like I said, mentioned before, bolt cut and all, and that, and fucking um, braces. You had braces for like yeah. I feel like five years, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had them for quite like three years at least. Damn, is there an image of your teeth before? Uh I don't know, but give me another like two years, they'll probably be back to how they were. <laughs> I've been wearing my retainer. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, savage, dude. I know people that, <laughs> dude. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even wear my retainer anymore. <laughs> Fucking living life on the edge. Did you brush your teeth today, too? Fuck no. <laughs> dude. Brushing your teeth is overrated. Hey, you know what I'm saying, dude? Like, once a week. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fucking, dude. I, I, oh, I remember just playing so much video games at the ant house. Um, the first time I met you, you were playing video games. Really? Yeah. You're what was that? that? Oh, you're telling me fucking playing. I think you were playing. I don't know if you are playing like Counter-Strike or maybe like Halo yeah, or something. You're, it was like on a I don't remember what. It was like a TV or a computer or something. God but you, damn. I don't know who you were with. but Yeah, for some reason, my first memory of fucking Sage was we were playing fucking guns or some shit. Oh, running shit. around the around our backyard and whatnot with like fake guns or oh I, I do kind of remember that dude. I just remember like who the fuck's this freak <laughs> this <laughs> fucking weirdo my brother I think he was like my, my first like male friend that had like long straight black hair I'm like whoa dude I had all punk rock and yeah I had hair down to my tits yeah I was definitely a fucking um uh like what was considered to look like a bad influence on on all these kids like families <laughs> dude because like I, I, my family's a bunch of rock and rollers, man, and that's just the way we fucking get down. And like, no, everybody else is kind of like in P, in Pacific Grove, California. You know, everybody's like kind of like, eh, eh, like, like eh. I would say like uh, just normal, I guess, or like they, you know, nothing like rebelliousness. There's not too much like, re what the fuck am I trying to say? Like, it's not, it's not fucking. Not try not to talk down on it, but it's, it's just, a good town. It's, but it's just kind of plain. It's bland. No, no, no. I, I'm I'm trying to describe like the the people that lived in it. It's like they're they're all trying to kind of like just be non. Like I would say it's very liberal almost. Like it's very. They're all trying to not piss anybody off. Everybody's trying to keep the cool, keep it calm. No music past 10 p.m. type of shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nothing too flashy. Yeah, nothing too flashy. Nothing like like you know vulgar or whatever. You know, Just wear breaker gear. Yeah, wear go. breaker stuff or fucking yeah. Shout out PG Gary. <laughs> oh God. Uh, I heard he's been mobbing around town. He hasn't dude, been wearing his famous jacket. I think dude, he's back I, in PG. Um, I heard. I, I used to take care of Gary, if anyone knows. I used to work for the Gateway Center. Shout out Gateway Center. I don't think Center. anybody knows Gary. <laughs> Gary Trailer, fucking the OG PG legend. I moved to Monterey, like I said in the last episode, in 2009. 
And then a couple of years later, I worked for the Gateway Center, took care of Gary, and he was like a local legend, known all around town. But apparently this guy is living on his own, doesn't live with his dad anymore, has his own little apartment and stuff. He's stepping it up. Shout out to that guy. Big up, dude. Yeah, I Gary was this guy from Pacific Grove that apparently was a high school football star and then he got in a car accident or something like no, that. No, 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 no. He was not a high school football star. What happened was he was a little kid, about five years old, got a fever, and it cooked his brain to like 106 degrees or 108 degrees what? and basically kept him at that age for the rest of his life. Shit. And so he became, huh. I don't know how to explain the mental condition of it, but he, he was, was this guy that would walk around Pacific Grove in a Pacific uh, Grove breaker jacket, which is like the local team, the our uh, team mascot or whatever, the breakers, um, and just kind of just be there, you know, and everybody who grew up in PG or lived in PG knew Gary, like he was just a guy that was there, you know, he'd be like, what's up, Gary? What's up, guys? You know, that's like, you would say what up or whatever. You know, how did I graduate? 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and then fucking, or like the girls, like, oh my God, Gary loved girls, man. All these little oh, high school dude, girls. He would just, I'd go to, oh, I got a story about pretty, that. Dude. Listen, I promise that this isn't fucking evil and like gary wasn't some like like rapist type murderer type shit because i know that some people will hear that that he hollers at girls or whatever but he was this harmless fucking kind of just you know a little bit like sick guy or whatever i mean if people didn't know him they would take it the wrong way basically yeah i mean mental illness is 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 just such a fucking thing that it's just hard to describe it but anyways you're talking about girls let me get back on that subject he has um he always used to carry around a camera a polaroid camera <laughs> when i was with him he never had it i was kind of sad i was like dude where's your camera bring that shit out dude i want to fucking see this stuff and um one day his dad pulled out a box and he had pictures with all the cheerleaders, all them giving kisses <laughs> on his cheeks and stuff, dude. Gary was a player back in the day, dude. Like he was I'm like. Pretty a... sure you got in trouble for going into the oh, fucking dude. locker room <laughs> over oh, at PGI. Did he really? Okay, okay. Listen, you want to hear a funny story? Like he always loved going to the mall, dude. That's one of his favorite things: the mall, Cannery Row, or he just liked to drive around the beach or do whatever. And like they told me, I had to like teach him how to do stuff. And I was, like, trying to teach him with, like, money and stuff. But he was, like, I, I don't really care. He's, like, I want to go do stuff. Fuck the money, you know. I want to go chill. And I was, like, all right. But um, anyways, fuck we go to the mall. <laughs> yeah, fuck the oh, money. Gee. But we, we go to the mall. We're walking around. And, like, we pass by Victoria's Secrets. And I know he knows what that store is, dude. Like, he sees the pictures in the window. Sees pretty girls. He's, like, oh. I wonder if those girls are in there. You mean Gary's there. got a boner right now. Gary fucking starts walking towards the door. I just grab him by his shoulder. And I was like, Gary, please do not go in there. I will get in trouble. Probably lose my job if you go in there and cause some commotion. But, and, dude, he was just a character. One of the coolest people ever. Every Friday, I would kick it with and that th guy. Dude, that's something interesting about Pacific Grove that um, I think has all kind of affected any local from Pacific Grove or whatever. Um, is the fact that they like you know the gateway center was right there and they were always just like walking around i lived two doors down or two houses down you did. from the gateway you, center you did. i have some experiences with some oh. of them and i still see this one guy to this day that i've known since maybe second grade he's been walking down my block and he still remembers me he's never spoken to me but i look at him i make eye contact i say hey how you doing and he gives me a little smile and nods his head and keeps walking hmm and I know he, he yeah. And that's you know, a, he knows so he that's the thing. Yeah, though, so the Gateway Center was this place that mentally ill uh, adults can live and uh, be like managed 
or whatever taken care, take care of. And then they have independent living too, where they live on their own. There's quite a few people that live on their own. There's I took care of this other. Well, guy that's the thing. They weren't like mentally Ill. like a lot of people think that if you're mentally ill in a severe way that you are like crazy to be in a loony bin kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But these people, they were, you know, everybody, every local, mentally which handicapped. they're mentally handicapped, and it's it was like a thing where like they still are good people, you know. They just they couldn't really like. Do you, you remember, know, do you remember? It's hard um, to describe, but unless you've actually like been around people like that, it, it, I know that the generic is to like think that like they should all be in loony bins, or that if you're that mentally ill, you should be fucking, or you should watch out, whatever. And it, it did have this creepy element because you don't know how they are, and you always question. It, you're like, huh? Like I don't know. You always and you've seen horror movies and shit like uh, that, but fuck, man. I used to be terrified walking to school at some points because at one point I used to in middle school I used to walk to uh, Pacific Grove Middle with Alex Speed, his little brother, some other people and whatnot, but mostly Alex Speed and uh, his little brother, Jake Speed. But we used to walk to school, and there's this one guy from the Gateway Center who looked completely normal. He would always stand at the bus stop. He would um, look at us, stare at us, make eye contact throughout our whole walk, and he'd whistle and blow. like It sounded like the wind. He's all, whoa. Whoa. Was it the guy who had the tangled headphones and he had like Maybe. glasses kind of fat? I no, 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 not him, no, this guy was like a tall, almost like, he looked like a no, decent, he was tall, he was tall, this, yeah, this he guy was wasn't, me. yeah, he wasn't fat or anything, but he, oh. he just looked like a handsome old, like 30 year old dude and he would stare ass and whistle and I'm like, what the fuck, I'd get the chills, like, what the fuck is with this guy, man, like, why is he like creeping on us, like, you know? And then one morning I was walking to school. I said, I said, good morning. And yelled at him like, good morning. Like, how are you doing? And then his mood just fucking switched. And he's like, oh, it's going really good. Like, how are you guys doing? He's like, watch out for the deer. The deer are really dangerous today. <laughs> and then Whoa. every morning after that, he would look at us with a fucking big old smile on his face. and said, be careful of the deer. Wow. Yeah. So his mood just switched and he wasn't fucking strange, staring at us strange. and whistling. Yeah, it was fucking creepy initially, uh, but no, I, dude, there's some interesting people there. I, the reason why I got the job at the Gateway Center is I moved to Utah for six months with my homie Nate and Jeff. Shout out to those guys. Um, and I took care of handicapped people there. I took a job there, and then I remember one time I was with my buddy Nate, and there's this handicapped guy named Gerald, and he's we're in the mall. And Gerald, what he likes to do is he'll grab someone by their hair. Doesn't know who the <laughs> fuck they are. Fucking finger lock and just grab someone by their hair. This is like my first day out on an adventure with all these people. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. What do we do right now, you guys? And the, Nate goes up to him and he's like, Gerald, you you got to let go of this guy's hair right now. Dude's uh-huh. freaking out. Where I try to tell him, hey, this guy's handicapped. Chill out, man. Don't worry, everything's gonna be okay. It's not gonna hurt you. I mean, you're oh. pulling your hair, but that's about it. And then, um, he just eventually Gerald lets go, but it took like a good two, three minutes for this guy to like let go of his hair. And it, oh, it was like his that. knuckles were white. Like you could tell the guy wanted to do something, but he couldn't. You know, but it was it was interesting. Yeah. Oh. I, I remember another gateway story is this one this one lady with really I'm gonna sh- get some beers, sorry. Thank you, go. This one lady with really shaggy hair that used to walk up my street. She was kind of older, had like a little bit of a hunchback. But I'd see her all the time walking up and down my street. But I was probably around the same time, like maybe freshman in cane? high school. She might have, she might have. 
But um, long raincoat from time to time. Maybe oh, are hat? you thinking about that lady that used to sit on Lighthouse? I think with so. really fucking blue eyes. Maybe no, like you're no. That's eyes. the scary lady. Yeah, that you yeah. Fuck, no, no, no. no, no. Guy, oh my I know God. that that's lady, a different but, story, yeah. but fucking. Anyways, how's that McDonald's? We're about to get into some ghost stories. I like this. Oh, this no. is going. Hey, <laughs> thank you, Kyle. God, this one is not a ghost story, but I was at McDonald's, and uh, that used to, you know, that used to be like one of the biggest hangout spots in PG for whatever reason for like the younger youth <laughs> just to go to fucking Shows McDonald's. Shows you how small of a town it is if the McDonald's. Yeah, is the throw I spent so much what, of my life in that McDonald's. Like a bagel bakery now or something? No, it's a Starbucks. It's a Starbucks. It's a Starbucks? Dude. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck? It's so strange because. You know how people say, sorry to interrupt or whatever, but just a little side note, you know how people say, like, when you move out or whatever, you come back to town, it's all completely different. Like, I go back to PG now, man, and I, I spent my fucking first 18 years of my life there, and it's so different. Like, I mean, it's still got the mm. PG in it, but it's, like, Starbucks right there. There's even, like, a skate spot at the Starbucks, which is fucking kind of cool. But I'm like, damn, dude, like, nobody's ever going to know that those times are just... Like are is Starbucks letting the D and D players come in and fucking? They used to, yeah. But, <laughs> really? Or not? Uh, McDonald's used to back in the day, but like they played like Magic and and D and D in the background. Remember, like I that? sat. I don't think I think you were there. I sat with them and tried to, you know, teach me how to play that fucking game. <laughs> did, did did they actually like try to teach you? How hey, to play? shout out to D and D players. Yeah, D and D is actually the sickest shit. I think ever. initially they thought I was trying to make fun of them, but then they kind of were like trying. Dude, to Dude, I hate me. that. Everybody, I same reaction yeah. to me where I'm like, dude. D&D, like, what's up with it? And they're like, oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I want to fucking play. Shout out to fucking uh, it's all my D&D players out there. You know what I mean? I'm keep, shout keep those fools out. <laughs> keep the dream alive, dude. So anyways, fucking about this Gateway Center lady. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Took, so, a, no, no, no. took a right turn down. So I was over there say, around freshman year or whatever. He's about to fucking order some food. This uh, old fucking Gateway Center lady, shaggy hair, hunchback staying behind me um i you know when you're a kid you just stuff all your fucking cash in your pockets oh yeah and this crinkle them all oh, up yeah, that's, the, that's the yant move too though, <laughs> yeah. whenever whenever oh, you gotta shit. pay you guys gotta <laughs> levi 514s and this fucking crumpled money in the pocket Fuck yeah you just gotta bring it bring out like the old crumpled ball of cash and unfucking unwrinkle it and figure out what's what <laughs> so anyway that's, that's what i was doing when i realized fucking you know, I couldn't find, I only had like two bucks on me. I couldn't find where my $5 bill went. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? I, I might not have enough money to fucking buy this plain hamburger and medium french fry. Oh, shit. And so I started looking the floor and I realized that the lady behind me, the gateway center lady, was picking up the $5 bill that I dropped out of my pocket. Uh oh. And I'm like, excuse me, miss. Like, Uh-oh. that's my five dollars could i get that back please and she looks at me and doesn't say doesn't say anything i'm like that's i'm like i'm sorry but that's my five dollars she goes ah! <laughs> no fucking starts, way starts screaming at the top of her fucking lungs no and way. i'm like what the fuck do i do like i would be like okay i'm out of here i would just like dipped out <laughs> yeah i'm like i couldn't do anything i'm like i'm I'm gonna look like the fucking aggressor in this situation <laughs> exactly. like oh my picking god i'm like poor mental health lady so i just said like all right well i, I can't pay for it and well, just can I get for two bucks? no can way I get a yeah. fries for two bucks yeah. <laughs> dude you gotta imagine see that's the thing though too is like being around them enough you know that they they know like she fucking knew 
that at that moment it was probably your five dollars, but she wanted that five dollars, so yeah. she fucking screamed her she ass off. She knew what money was, and she was like, "Dude, that's fucking mine." Yeah, I don't see much yeah. money. I get, I get that's actually so fucking many days smart. Out. But that's the yeah. thing is, you realize like those people, they're people like you. They just can't communicate to you the way that you can communicate to other people. That's it. That's that's the mm-hmm. only difference. You know, it does get creepy. It does get eerie. So that brings me to. The dark side of Pacific Grove is what I want to talk oh, about right now. Shit. Oh, so Pacific Grove, California, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't know, home of the monarch butterfly. Uh, <laughs> some call it the last hometown. Um, the town of uh, newlyweds and nearly deads. It is the newlyweds. Um, but fucking, but fucking. Nah, so uh, all of us have lived in Pacific Grove, right? Yeah. I was there DMP for, for a little bit. Nine so. years. He's been on fucking. So. Uh, 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 don't tell me. What the fuck? How did I forget the fucking street right now? Hillcrest. OG. Oh, <laughs> I forget that. Anyways, fucking. I was on David Avenue. Shout out Ransford Gang though. Uh, Chuck Nasty, where you at? Where you at? Jesse got that kick flip down. The, dude, that kick flip on he Ransford. Oh yeah. No, that was on Ransford. It was on Ransford, and the the hill bomb down. Uh, like the so. kickflip over the fucking, it's like a driveway over like a like a cinder block kind of wall thing. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Dude, hey, sick. That's sick. Cause I I remember like I lived on that street and I was fucking. I looked at that gap hell of times. I, I mean I looked at it like, oh I fucking hopes one of my favorite skaters comes and does something on this. And hey look it did. Jesse Santoyo, shout out to you boy. But uh, we all grew up in PG. And it's a town in the woods, man. A lot of fog, right? A lot of fog, you would say. Oh, yeah. More often than not, it'd be a foggy day, I'd say. You get some Indian summers, but yeah. other than that. That was the best. Other though. than that, it'd Indian be foggy. Summers. But it was cool. Like, we only had, I mean, I lived there for nine years. I didn't grow up there, but I spent a good majority of my life there. Yeah. And um, Where I, I first say met you. Jan- January to what like March April was probably the shittiest time like April April would come around be popping spring you know but it normally stayed 65 degrees every day and like I was told before I moved there hey bring a jacket wherever you go always have one in your car because fog will come out of nowhere and it does come out of fucking nowhere you don't stay 65 degrees is my perfect degree dude it is the best and like Mm. I used to live in Modesto fuck that town I go there and visit. I mean, I love the people. I love the people, my family and my friends. I Fuck love the all people you guys. Too. <laughs> people too. Hey, I love everyone there. Shout out to Kyle's around. middle finger, fucking tat. Two oh nine, motherfucker. Don't forget <laughs> that Joey Davies did. Yeah, Joey Davies, love you, buddy. But anyways, I go there and it's like a hundred and twelve degrees, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I was like, "This is twice the temperatures it is in Pacific Grove." I'm like, yeah. "Why am I here?" Oh wait, taco trucks and friends. Dude, I'm telling you, sixty-five is the fucking golden zone, my man. Everybody, go right now and set your house to sixty-five degrees. Seriously, and just feel <laughs> exactly. that shit because I'll tell you what. First of all, <laughs> you can't wear. Let me, and this is total gay thoughts right now, but uh. When I, cause I, I just came from Medford, California, or Medford, fucking Southern Oregon, and it was hot as fucking balls, dude. Just like Modesto, hot as fuck every single fucking day, and it just sucked. I didn't fucking like it, man. I mean, I liked certain parts of it, but I didn't like the weather. Is was where that emotion came from. Being hot all the time. Oh, sorry. 
<laughs> like being hot all the time and like i mean like hot like 100 degrees hot you know 100 degrees hot it's fucking miserable hot like you can't fucking do anything you're standing out there and unless you're in shade you're having a bum ass time dude. dude you do not enjoy life at that point okay so fucking but but hold on so but but like 65 and then you can't so this is the gay thought that i was i was getting to was that you can't wear anything like you like you know when you're fucking hot and sweaty you don't look your your best you know what i mean like if you were gonna go meet up with a girl you don't want to be hot and sweaty or whatever you know you if you want to ac is on full blast you no, got no so, sweat stains no yeah you shower you get it all freshened yeah. up or whatever but as soon as you start sweating and shit that shit goes away you get red cheeks and things like that so fucking living in a place that like you you go through that like every day in the summer it sucks man so that's why 65 is my favorite fuck because you can wear all your good best shit right you little button up you know what i'm saying <laughs> you don't have to have a jacket on you just have to have a nice little shirt nice little shirt maybe a little button up maybe a beanie you know what i'm saying you're rocking it you're chilling it's not gonna get too fucking hot but it's not gonna get too cold 65 that's all i gotta say Shout it's out gonna to get cold here though say just gonna get like to the 40s it's gonna get interesting so are we gonna fucking cuddle um I'll, maybe we can cuddle, but as soon as like sticks touch, dude, it's gonna it's not gonna be allowed anymore. I, I'm just, I mean, I'm gonna look at you different. It's not gonna be the same anymore. Are you sure about that, Kyle? You and me have been, I have been <laughs> next to Kyle. <laughs> I've had sex next to Kyle. Kyle's had sex next to me. I mean, next to me as far as like in the other room that didn't have a door blocking us and there was nothing i mean it wasn't even down the hallway or anything it was just it was right just, there it was like a bear a barrier with a hole in it and you could just hear like i the things i've heard Kyle the was things just standing that, at the doorway staring at <laughs> the darkness no there was, the off. Dude, there was, was that one time everything like was, how his horrible moves were and everything oh see just kidding if you're gonna fucking you, kidding nah if there's one thing that i'm confident in kyle was a corner man <laughs> Dude, yeah, Kyle's coach Remember me. Remember the Houdini we pulled on that chick, though? Hey, hashtag top load your burbers, okay? That's all I gotta say. Top load your burbers. Crystalia, congratulations, podcast. What's up? Um. <laughs> okay, I don't know how the <laughs> fuck we went down that rabbit hole. What I was trying to get at was we're gonna get into our best ghost stories. Ladies and gentlemen, Joey Ann's going first. Joey, what the fuck is up? What's the craziest shit you've ever seen in PG? Are you saving your fucking story for last because you know it's the best? Know yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> All these boys know. Cause, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hold on, man. Uh, gonna, I no, I well, I that's a, a different I one. I have that's, a ghost story for PG. I, you never saw any weird shit in PG? The um, fuck you talking about, dude? It's a town... So that's what I was getting to. Is this fucking foggy maybe, ass? Maybe the time where we were all with Richie and we lit the uh, Ouija board on fire, which is circle. That was an interesting night, right there. We lit it on fire that night. Richie lit one on fire. Remember one night we were there. Richie lit one on fire, <laughs> and I was just like, "You're fucking insane, dude." I I guess I could tell my story first, but if I tell my story first, it's just gonna. I, I don't have one. Maybe. I. I mean, did I ever tell you a story about me and Cerny going to the witch's circle? No. The night before Halloween at fucking the witching hour? Shut the front door, really? I'll tell them what the witch's circle is real quick. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, so ladies and gentlemen. Uh, There's some history behind a, it, right? Is, yeah. is the history of that place really true? Though? Uh, fuck, if I know, I hope so. Uh, yeah. 
Someone's Listen, look it up. It's an old it, quarry, is all it, I know. It is. If it's not true, don't tell me. Yeah, don't <laughs> right? tell me because I like to. I like to think it's this. But uh, basically, so like I was saying before, Pacific Grove in Monterey, California. Pacific Grove is right under Monterey. It's basically a part of Monterey County. It's just like a, um, like how Daly City is a part of San Francisco kind of thing, um, or how San San Clemente or San Clarita is uh, a part of LA or whatever. It's it's so. But like PG is is in Monterey the same eeriness where it's like foggy all the fucking time there's woods everywhere uh, Monterey's got a little bit more city whatever anyways there's some strange shit going on in the woods if anybody's born around forests or whatever the forest has some eerie fucking vibes alright and already like I mentioned before Pacific Grove you deal with like kind of the mental illness type of people or whatever in Monterey you deal with the mental illness but they're the mental illness veterans that are now homeless that are fucking running around farmer's market pretending trash cans are are uh, bunkers that they're covering fire and shit remember that guy that would walk around the fucking farmer's market and he'd be like he'd be walking from trash can to trash can and be like fucking alright go left like, like he would yeah, be like yeah. playing a war game with him like, dude it's crazy but so that's what you kind of get in Monterey and PG as far as like the eerie kind of weird shit but there's also Pebble Beach right there and there's also a bunch of dark woods that like contains some fucking like there's a bunch of suicides that went down in PG. There's Jeremy's oh. Rock. There's a bunch of weird, eerie type dark shit. Yeah. A bunch of ghost stories. A bunch of shit like that. Freemason fucking. Uh, you guys, well, then, you yeah, know about that, the Freemason over, fucking. Oh, 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 no, that's over by the library. There's, dude, there's one by the library and there's one by the uh, Fireman's Gap. Oh, shit. Well, Ta- Fireman's Gap like over by where I used to live in Monterey High. Yeah. No, no, no. The Fireman's Gap by uh, by by Goodwill kind of like in behind behind Goodwill. The fi- the Monterey Fire Fire Department, like on Lighthouse, whatever. Whatever. But <laughs> just Real some quick, eerie weird shit. If you all want to see a good little ghost adventure, go to fucking the Tall Boys video. And oh. Towards the last segment of the video, I think, or no, wait, is the, the, the organ, organ video? Organ video yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, the one go that I'm in. It's on a pallet type on YouTube. And uh, if you guys want to see Sage at his fattest. And fucking <laughs> blowing it Earliest. the most point of his life. Oh, yeah, he was stocky. Dog, I don't even... I fucking hate... Dude, I whatever. didn't know you were that big at the time until, until I see fucking, the difference? Until I look at the fucking <laughs> photos. Where I'm like, God damn, Sage was getting a little big there. Yeah, I was getting a little big, man. Not anymore, folks. Hey, no, nah, no. Nah. Your, boys, your boys in fighting shape, as they say. <laughs> Hashtag Conor McGregor in two rounds over Khabib. Calling it right now. Anyways. <laughs> uh <laughs> Fucking PG and Monterey gets weird, man. There's ghosts and shit, uh, is what I was saying. But we're going to get to fucking describing what Witch's Circle is. Witch's Circle is this place in Monterey. It's uh, in the woods. And fucking, it's this place called Quarry Park. It's this little dog park that you like, you walk your dog, maybe like fucking quarter of a mile down a little trail in the woods. And then it leads to a dead end. It leads to a dead end, which is a circle kind of, it's, it, it, it's like a, think of like a dick. <laughs> think of a dick. All right, you know how the dick is like straight, and then it leads to the head that kind of curves around, but it like sticks out more. It's wide on each end or whatever. Um, yeah, I just made you guys think about a dick right now. I'm pretty proud of myself. Anyways, what's the fucking little crack pipe? Think of like an upside down crack pipe. A pizza. <laughs> yeah, think of a pizza, pizza, dude. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's just kind of this odd little like kind of dog walking park that's that's uh, used for that mainly. But all the local locals know it as Witch's Circle, um, and they know it as Witch's Circle is because apparently in the 1600s, 
there was a bunch of witches that lived in Monterey, California. And they were found out to be witches. And if anybody is familiar with any history with witches and what they did with witches when they found them, they uh, burned them alive. They hung them up in these trees at the end of the quarry in the circle that's still there. Um, And they hung them up and fucking burned them alive at that exact spot. And so now there's these rumors. And um, I would almost confirm the rumor because... Well, I'll get to why, but <laughs> there's these rumors and theories that people that are, like, into Satan and fucking witchcraft and things like that, like, go to Witch's Circle and perform rituals and things like that. There's a flat and rock so, at the end of the quarry. Yeah, because there's a flat rock at the end of the quarry. There's a flat rock at the end of the quarry that oh, it acts like a table, kind of, and there's, oh, like, that's... there's like hot, there's residue of wax and shit like there, like, people burn candles and did seances and things like that. There's, there, I, I remember, remember shit, one time man. there was fucking bones and shit that were, like, right next to the fucking thing. It was, dude, and, Didn't, but the thing is, the, so it's a dead end, but, like, it's dead end, everything around it, it's, like, dense forest right around it, like, it's dense fucking forest, like not the kind of forest that you can find a path in and walk up. Like hills on all sides, other yeah, than the all path. sides of it. It's this dumb little fucking like dog walking park. It's really not much, but it's fucking got this vibe about it, dude. It just like and it's dark as shit. Trees overhang it, block out the sun. Yeah, Very it's dark. it's fucking dark as fuck. Um, and it's fucking scary, dude. And so. uh I'll let you. Oh, okay, got, well, I, I guess one. I should tell my story because then you know the history going into you and Cerny's fucking thing. Um, I got one about. Well, the only problem about I... fucking me and Cerny's thing is like, there's not too much climax at the end. You know, it's not like. Yeah, we, I, there's not <laughs> there's like you know the ending is like not really that special, That's but the whole said. journey itself <laughs> was fucking pretty fun. You might have been with me at mine. Our night. I don't know if you were or not, but. Should I just start it off or? Yeah. All right. Kyle James got a story about Witch's Circle. I just remember one night. I think you might have been with us, Sage. It I was, probably was. I've been in Witch's Circle way too many fucking times. It was times. maybe you, me, Corey O'Halloran, Tyler Toronto. No, okay, so fucking David fucking Asvidoff and uh, this is no, Miguel Schmikala. I don't fucking know, well, dude. Who cares? We'll mention these guys. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. You guys are fucking cool-ass kids. Miss you. Love you. Shout out. Yeah, yeah. Shout but anyways, out we were out there, and um, it was really late at night, and then we were out there looking for shit, and all of a sudden, you hear, like, rocks clanking, like, clank, 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 like, five or six times, and it happened on one side, and then we'd all hear it. A couple minutes later, it would happen on the other side up top. And it was going around back and forth the place around fucking the quarry. I'm tripping out. And then I'm fucking like, dude, this shit is just fucking gnarly right now. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm tripping balls. And I'm just like standing there. And then all of a sudden, like, they're saying they're seeing people in like black suits or like black like hoodies and shit running through the forest and everything. And I was like, all right, you guys, I'm getting the fuck out of here. So I just dipped out, ran out towards the car, sat there by the car, and smoked a cigarette. I was like, fuck this shit, dude. Wait, they said, gone. what do you mean? They saw, like, who people, said that? Like, everyone was saying that. Like, I, we were with girls, who I don't remember who we were with. This was just a, maybe like a random Asilomar night, going there, drinking some beers. I'll bring some girls back to, oh, let's go hang out here, do this, you, you know? But, 
somebody said they saw like people running around black like suits. Yeah, like not, See, uh, that's not fucking, suits, but like hoods. That's weird and, like, as fuck, dude. And type shit. I saw something too, but I don't know if it was my okay. eyes playing tricks on me. But I <laughs> saw something running by, and it scared the fuck out yeah, of me. So, and, like, so. The you know thing that of, feeling when you get when you get the hairs on the back oh, of your yeah. neck, and, and you know like some people are fucking around, but when you really no, get no, that no. feeling, when you really get yeah, scared. Yeah, I was just like, Whoa. it's this feeling that almost like I've been scared stiff, mm-hmm. and that's that's what it kind of feels like. You feel like you go limp in your body, and you got you're like, you don't even know what to fucking do at first. You're like, uh, uh like, dude, it's it's such a weird yeah. feeling. And then we went back there the next day, like during the daytime, or like a day or two later or something, and we walked up top. And there was this guy building building bike jumps up there at the very top of the fucking quarry. And I was like, hey, do you, did you hear any random shit last night? Rocks clanking or anything? I was like, no. Nah. I was like, you come out here at all at night? I was like, yeah, every once in a while. I see people going out there and like hanging out. Like, like kids like you guys going there and checking it out. And I remember, and he didn't know anything about it. But I also remember another time I went there with a couple other people, went with some girls. Not gonna say the names. I'm gonna keep this one on the DL. But we go out there and we just randomly walk out there, and the lights are on. And we thought something was going on, and we show up to like seven or eight people, and they have a playing fucking, beer pong. Playing beer pong. I was there with you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah, a yeah. good night. That, Dude, but they said they heard some shit too. Yeah, that fucking night. Beer pong. In yeah, which is circle. So, yeah, it was fun. What? We went. Wait, there. but hold on. So, so fucking okay. So we 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 went there to just party or whatever with these fucking chicks and like our friends and shit. And fucking, you know, like, have a good time or whatever. And this is the first time since my experience, and I hadn't, I'm not going to, I'll get into what my experience was, but this is the first time since then that I had been there. And so when I got there, I was all sketched out, whatever. And I asked them, I remember it was a bunch of fucking bros, like, like, probably like some Monterey High bros, fucking just Spaghetti Hill Guido bros, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, And fucking, uh, and it, it, I'm not, that's no hate towards any of the bros. Fucking calm down, okay? All I'm saying is I'm calling a fucking spade what a spade is, all right? And uh, anyways, they're playing beer pong. They, like, the kind of people that, like, don't really fucking care about, like, anything, really. You know what I mean? Like, like so, because I asked I them, I was like, I was like, dude, did you fucking, uh, have you guys noticed anything weird about this place or whatever? And they're like, no, we heard this fucking weird noise. And they said, they described to me the same fucking noise that I always describe in my story when I fucking say my story. But they just didn't give a shit, so they kept playing fucking beer pong, which is just a testament to fucking bros and partying or whatever. Um, but, like... They're just too scared. They don't want to get on the subject of being, like, scared. They the won't shit let they it want, in. They don't want to let in that their little bitches about... They, <laughs> they, their panties got wet, you know? I My panties got wet. Are you kidding me? They're, so I'll, I'll get to what my story is. Yeah, let's hear it now. Since you want me to got, get down? Cause, it, well, cause that's I got a good tradition from the fucking this mysterious noise you're talking about. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, so fucking, I don't know what it was, man, but there's something about when I grew up in my family. Let's let's. I'm gonna keep it brief. I'm not gonna fucking. <laughs> I'm not gonna go that down down that fucking highway or whatever that fucking never ends. But you're a very spiritual person. I'm a very spiritual person. They see Kyle already knows where I'm going with this. I grew up around my grandmother who's Mexican and she's part Native American and whatnot. She's a very spiritual person. She always talks about how things have meanings and things of that nature. And one thing in particular that she would always fucking talk about was to stay the fuck away from black magic. 
Stay the fuck away from voodoo. I remember the look in my grandmother Mary Lou's eyes when she would talk about voodoo and fucking. She's like, oh, my fucking mom. My mom, shout out to my great grandma Mercy. My grandma Mercy would fucking. Hey, she, my grandma goes, she got into some bad stuff. And just give me this look like. I can see your mom's eyes. Just bad give me this stuff. look like, oh, fucking. Oh, my God. This is probably the gnarliest shit ever. I just picture like fucking people getting shredded in half and shit. Like, I don't even know. Um, Do you need to cut your nails, Joey? I got some clippers right here if you need oh, to. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You guys are just memed right there. I'm gonna no, meme I'm, I'm, I just want to throw it in there because I have <laughs> clippers in my hand, you know? Um, yeah, fucking. So what I'm getting at is like, I, I think that that's where the allure of me playing with like the Ouija board and shit like that came from was the fact that my family felt so strongly against it and they would always fucking say like, oh, you're going to go to hell or you're going to unlock some crazy shit that you can't control and all this fucking other stuff. And... That always fucking kind of turned me on. You know what I mean? Because I was like, oh, yeah, mama says I can't do it. Fuck mama. You know what I mean? It was like the punk rock fucking uh, gene that I got in my bl- in my blood that is kind of unfortunate. But whatever. Um, sorry, Kyle's distracting me because I don't know what the fuck. Anyways. Uh, uh, blunt for us, dude. Kyle's going to roll blunt. Um, Back. Back. What I'm getting at is, uh, and I apologize for that, ladies and gentlemen, who, those of you who just turned this podcast off because Kyle James just yelled in your ear. Uh, Kyle, you could see your voice mark on the fucking... I know, I saw, I looked right. at it, I was like, um, try to get it, try to max it out. Like, when Kyle listens back on this, he's going to be mad at himself because of how loud that was. No, uh, I'm going to be excited, I'm going to laugh. Um fucking what I was getting at is I'm trying to explain I'm trying to figure out almost like asking myself why the fuck I started to uh, do what I did but me and my close friends at the time which was uh, Joey's brother Richie uh, my, my friend Corey who was also previously mentioned my friend Mikey Selbecki who you guys have heard me mention before and um, that's pretty much it and Tyler Toronto sometimes and Kobe Kushner a lot of times yeah and uh, and we were when we were young, we used to fucking we bought a Ouija board from fucking Target because they sell them there, and uh, <laughs> we would just would play the Ouija board because like I said, I mentioned before too is like PG has this weird dark history of like suicides and shit like that. And we'd go to like all the where where we'd go to the location of the suicides and shit and try to do the fucking Ouija board there and stuff and just get real dark with it and just be dumb as fuck with it. But we got experienced with it. We knew certain rules and things like that. Like, it, it, here's one rule, a little tip for any of you fucking devil worshippers out there or fucking want to be curious about that whole side of things. If the Ouija board ever repeats itself, that is a fucking chant. That is a, uh, um, that is a, um, I forget the exact word for it, but that is that is a demon or, or whatever spirit trying goodbye, to get out. Of, you have deuces. to say goodbye. Dude, and if you don't, if you don't say, were goodbye. you there at fucking Lowe's house that one day? That fucking oh, okay, never mind, never mind. Oh, oh. There, there. This was a weird time with the Ouija board, man. I've had some experiences. Uh, yeah, but you can't just leave us out. I think, now. I, I, think I might have been there that night. Uh, I played the Ouija board with um, these girls, and fucking, I'm not saying it like eh, make it with these girls, but I just happened to be with girls that wanted to play the Ouija board, and fucking, we played the Ouija board, and and um. 
we we run into a we run into a fucking spirit that is telling us to say the same thing over and over again and i knew from experience like okay this is this is that spirit trying to break out what and was if it you, trying to make you say i forget oh, yeah. i forget honestly i think that time it was actually i i think i think it was the number six and i'm not trying to say it like a fucking like it was the number like it was something over and over again that was just like and and whenever you see that that's that's a fucking ritual they want you to perform that's what they want you to chant that to get them the fuck out of that board dude and if you don't if you play the game and you don't say goodbye to the spirit cuz when so how the game works is he's getting chills right now Kyle's getting chills dude I love it dude, I've never played the fucking Ouija board what? in my life I, I first time I played it was in Monterey. I never really took it seriously See, until I Kyle moved to comes to fucking our house and I show him the devil. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, you should get one for here. No, you shouldn't, because I would be terrified too much. No, but so, uh, yeah, fucking that time. Yeah, somebody said, or they, they just kept trying to get us to fucking say the same thing over and over again, and it got kind of weird. I think we heard some shit in the hallway, like of the house and shit, and like shit like that, but. So there's a couple of rules of the Ouija board. Like one, you have to say hello and goodbye. Like when you meet them, you say hello, and and then they you make sure they say hello, and then when you say goodbye, you make sure they say goodbye, and that's how you like. And the thing, if you don't, then the spirit could either be released or stuck in that board, so it lives in that board. And that happened actually. And one of the times that we were gonna go play Ouija board at Ghost Trees in fucking Pebble Beach, our my one of my best friends Kobe was fucking holding it the whole time because we were all fucking being dickheads. Like I don't want to touch well, it. You we you went, touch it. You t- hey, I was with we Raymond. Were you there? Twins? No. Okay. That no that that I think I remember that night. Mm-hmm. We played Ouija board at Witch's Circle at least like twenty or thirty times. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, but so the Ouija board was being held by my friend Kobe in the car the whole time leading up to the spot that we were going to do the Ouija board at and play it. Um, and we get out of the car and uh, <clears throat> I kind of like hang back with him a little bit, but he's taking his sweet time and I'm like, fucking let's go, bro, whatever. So I walk up a little bit and my other friend who's the driver like kind of got out late. I think he was grabbing some shit or whatever. And Kobe's like stumbling about and then all of a sudden I hear my friend yell, hey, help. I look back and Kobe's fucking unconscious on the ground in Raymond's in my friend Raymond's arms. And fucking I look at him like, what the fuck just happened, dude? And he's like, he just fucking fell over. And we're like, what the fuck? So I call everybody that was with me. Your brother was with me. And um, I think Mikey was with me. And fucking we're like, Kobe, what the fuck's going on, man? Kobe, what's going on? And, we, and we're trying to wake him up. He wakes up a little bit and fucking he's, he's just out of it. He just doesn't. He's not really like communicating, but he, we get him up, we stand him up on his feet and fucking, I remember looking at him and being like, dude, what the fuck just happened? You fuck. And kind of trying to play with him, trying to get Kobe back, you know, to like respond to me. And, and he fucking, he didn't. Instead, he's, he just starts falling like from standing up, falling backwards. And I fucking try to grab him, but he fucking falls, dude, and smacks his head on the ground and he's out this time. He's out. And fucking me and and, Rich, and Richie and Raymond and everybody were smacking him. We're fucking throwing water on him, dude. He's out. And we're like, what the fuck's going on right now? And we lift him up. Eventually, like, we fucking smack him around a little bit. And he's, like, fucking, he, like, kind of, like, gets back to conscious. 
and he's like, dude, he doesn't really talk much. We're just like, here, let's get in the car. We're going to go home, you know, and, and fucking um, to this day, Kobe has never really told me exactly what happened that night, but he tells me that it's some weird fucking shit happened. That's what he says. He's like, dude, just, just, it was a fucking weird night. That's what he says. And he like almost feels like, it almost feels like it's like some territory in his mind that he hasn't really like come to terms with yet or some shit. But I'll never forget that. And it's be, I think it's because he held the Ouija board the whole time. And maybe the last time we played, we didn't say goodbye to a spirit or some shit. You know what I mean? Because I don't know how else to explain that. But anyways, the Ouija board is powerful, ladies and gentlemen. That shit is real. If you want to, I always explain it like this. If you want to go in, go out of your way to look for some shit, chances are you're going to find it. All right. So just remember that. Because when you go out looking for ghosts and spirits and things like that, if you are really serious about it, you try long enough, it will happen. But when it happens, just remember that you fucking wanted that. All right, because you might unlock Pandora's box, dude, and my and that's that. You know what I'm saying? Like it fucking, it it just it there. It's it's hard to explain. It's the unexplainable type shit in life. You know what I mean? It's the unexplainable type shit. I've seen some shit. weird shit like that. In, I've seen some Utah, weird shit. Dude. You've seen some weird shit. But He's dude. seen some weird shit. We've all seen some weird shit. God, Utah was gnarly. All right, Kyle, you tell that story while I take a piss. All, uh, it's not really that bad, or it's not that bad of a story. I just remember like they would talk about they go to this house and there's people that sit on this roof with like this mask, with these masks with like long nose beaks on them. Oh, like the plague masks. Kind of like yeah, like that shit, and they all have like hoods on and they all do like seances on their oh. roof of their house. And one night we fucking drove out there and it was the right time of night. They had a fire going. They're all dancing. They all stopped and looked at us. So and you I, did see him with the fucking long masks. And yeah, we, yeah, we saw all that shit, dude. And they looked at us and we're like, what the fuck? And I that? just dipped. I was like, dude, we got to get the fuck out of here, bro. And it was a trip. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck those people were doing, but, dude, fuck those guys. I mean, not fuck those guys. They're cool, but don't do anything bad to me, man. But <laughs> I was like, fuck that night is what I should Please say. Say, did you hear anything about that? Did you hear anything about that? <laughs> no, I, I didn't hear shit. Oh, dude. Well, anyways, I was with Nate and Jeff, and we were driving out in this place in Utah. And they said there's these people wear, like, those masks with, like, the long nose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... They say they do, like, seances on the roof. And one night we went out there at the perfect time. They had a fire going. They're all dancing around it. We saw them. And they, what kind they, of seances? I mean, they're doing, like, dances and, like, weird, like, things. You couldn't really see it. We were, like, a good, like, probably, like, 40 yards away because we'd park, like, on the corner and watch. But they saw us pull up, and they stopped and stared at us. And I was like, dude, Ooh, we got creepy. a dip, guys. I was like, no. Creepy. I was like, oh, that was too much. So I've thing. seen a few ghosts, but let, let's just wrap up the witch's circle thing. We'll move on from there, and we'll talk about ghosts and shit. Um, okay. So I'm at this fucking party or whatever, I, and, I, and it sounds so stupid because it just – if nobody – like you guys know me so when I say that it doesn't sound stupid but when you don't know me you just probably think I'm such an asshole it's so funny cause I can totally like subjectively look at myself and be like oh oh you're at a party oh and you last time you did a Ouija board was with girls oh oh like dude I look like such a dickhead 
I don't mean to. Okay. This you, is just you're just truth. late. You're just trying to. You're overthinking it right now because you're stoned. Stop, please. <laughs> I mean, I am. You're a dickhead still. No, no, it's just funny. I just think it's fucking hilarious because like there is people like the other day on Tinder, dude. This fucking this girl just like yells at me because I sent her a gif, like a gif. No, of, it's like, like it's pronounced a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> no. What was the gif of? It was a little like fucking snow lion thing, like going in the snow, and she he turns around and he goes sup, and she wrote she writes back, thank you. I can't even say what the fuck I want to say right now. <laughs> fuck you. Straight up, that's the first. What is and I was like, uh. <laughs> I think, fuck you too, bitch. Wanna <laughs> fuck right now? <laughs> okay. Let's get no. that aggression out. No, I was just like, wow. Like, I, I don't know how that was offensive, but I guess it was offensive. <laughs> just, you, you're not gonna. I'd be, I'd be pissed off too. You're not gonna win a gift with a snow leopard. What the fuck you talking about, bro? It's cute, man. What are you supposed to was say? That, was that the first thing said between the two of you guys? Yeah. Okay, then I. What? Okay. What the fuck do you, dude? It's hard. To Did like, you read the bio, bro? Yeah, I read the fucking bio. That's cute, Sage. That's real fucking oh, cute. Oh God. Can, can we? Do you? Hey. Hey, do you still have this app going on your phone or now? Huh? Can we? Can Can we pull up this conversation <laughs> right now so we could read this girl's <laughs> bio and, and let's let, let's pick a way of how we could like me and Joey will like pick a way of how a conversation. That's actually a fucking start, funny ass segment. You should try to relight that flame right now. No, I I unmatched and I'm not planning on fucking ever talking <laughs> to that woman again. I just basically said sorry to bother you. I really didn't mean to offend you. Fuck. Like I <laughs> I don't know where you felt that. I mean no harm, honestly. Uh, Did she reply back after that? No, I unmatched her, so we don't get messages. Uh, uh but anyways, fucking witch's circle, playing it. It just so happens to be Easter Sunday morning, about two in the morning. Um, it just so happened to be that day. It was a Saturday night leading into Easter Sunday. We were just at a like house party or some fucking shit, and uh, I was with five other people, including me, which makes six. And if anybody knows anything about the number six, it might have a correlation in the what I don't know. I I, I always pay attention to like numbers and shit like that, and six is a uh, very like. Um, it's a very <coughs> intense number, and it definitely usually represents, like, the devil and whatnot. I mean, it, devil's 666, and so sixes in general are, like, sort of just, an, I don't know, like a like a number, like, it's like when you look at a six, you look at it the same way. I look at it the same way as I look at, like, a cross. When I see the cross, I'm reminded of Jesus, I'm reminded of, like, Christianity and things like that. I see a six. Or like a 666 or an 18 and I think a uh, saint and, and that whole side of things. But that shows you how fucking weird I am. And anyways, Matt Witch's Circle with six people on Easter Sunday fucking morning. The day that Jesus Christ is supposedly resurrected. Uh, and we're playing the Ouija board. <laughs> uh, on the fucking rock at the end of the quarry. The little table rock and the fucking tribute part was when we got there, the fucking wa- there was wax on the fucking rock that was still hot. It was still waxy, as if somebody else had just before us came and did a fucking seance or some shit. Was it red wax or white wax? Which makes me fucking really interested into hearing that this person said in your experience, Kyle, that 
they seen actual people with fucking black hoods and shit. That terrifies the fuck out of me because when we went there, like I said, that's because, okay, so here's, here's how my story went down. Go there with the intentions of playing the Ouija board on that rock or whatever. Um, looking for some thrills as dumb high school kids do and fucking, uh, it's not working. The Ouija board's not working. We're kind of just like fucking off at that point. And then all of a sudden we hear a noise and ladies and gentlemen, you know, when you hear a fucking noise from any, when you hear a noise in general, you can kind of pinpoint the action. But when you hear a noise, maybe from a distance, you can kind of like, you know, your head will turn or, or whatever towards that direction. You can kind of get a sense of direction is what I'm saying. Um, this noise was not only loud as fuck that it rumbled my bones kind of loud, but it also came from all around us as if I, this is how I used to describe it as if there was fucking speakers in the entire circle of the dead end of the fucking dog park. And it was being amplified through speakers at this moment. And how loud was it? Really fucking loud. Dude. Sorry, I mean I didn't mean to like. No, it, so- it sounded like a joke because I just explained how loud it was. But uh, <laughs> no, it was so. This is the noise. I'm gonna do my best intera- in, in, er, uh, impression. Okay, that was the noise, Kyle James. This is the noise. Okay, it was like. But, like, for a straight fucking minute, and it was loud as fuck. And, like I said, it didn't just come from one direction. It came from around us at the same fucking time. Kyle, you might have been there. I know. I'm trying to. uh, There's so many. That was a time where which circle was popping. I don't remember who the five of us were. I remember it it was me. It was Richie. It was Jennifer Luscombe. It was Derek Browry. It was... I feel like oh, it was Mikey. I feel Selbecki. like if if you're if you're there, you'd oh, know this. No, I wasn't there then. No, I wasn't there. Because I've uh, heard this. I've heard the same story from multiple different people. Dude, so that's what I'm gonna ask you. Creepy. Yeah. No. And so, so, dude. So, but that's the thing, dude. <laughs> so I heard this fucking noise. We all heard this noise, and I'm with some gnarly people. Derek Browery being probably the gnarliest. You know, I mean, at least the oldest and like most experienced or whatever. And I look at. It, it the noise lasted so long that when it happened, I was scared stiff. I was scared stiff. I was like, like asshole tied it up, fucking quads, t- everything in your body tightens up, and you're like fuck. But it lasted so long that I got over that feeling, and I looked around to see if anybody else was freaking out and if I was just fucking having a fucking psycho episode or some shit. And everybody that I was with had the same fucking face that I once had, you know scared stiff like what the fuck just is going on right now and jennifer luscombe grabs my hand we run (laughs) we run down the fucking pathway dude and we get about halfway and i'm like i i fucking hear like a thing in the woods i'm like no stop let's just turn back let's stay with the group this is dumb why are we running fucking away from the group you know what i'm saying this is just like every other horror film we've ever seen um, but anyways, your brother and Derek, dude, they, they fucking went into the woods and, and tried to search cause they could not under they could not accept that it was just some fucking crazy shit. And it might have not been if there was people fucking dressed as robes or whatever. I don't know, man, but they went to look for people with flashlights and shit like that. And keep in mind, it's two in the morning, Sunday 
Easter Sunday. Um, I don't know who would be playing a prank at that point, but like I said, it it, it didn't sound like it was just somebody yelling. You know, because well, think about it. What if if like some kids just lived around that area? And they're like, hey, someone's going down to Woods <laughs> no, I Circle. Get it, but you want to fuck with some kids like, tonight? But you, you know, would be like, able to hear them run through those woods because they're yeah. so dense. You would hear the fucking sticks crack and shit like that. Like, it's loud in the forest at night. Yeah. It's it's silent, but it's loud when you move around and shit. You know, you Maybe can hear people. spirits running around, man. Dude, that's what it was. But, but, so, but like Bubba was saying, you know, it was his older brother that was with me. And he, he he's friends with everybody that, I, that was with me as well. And so he's heard it from fucking other people like this is a story that we all carry you know it's a story that we all have that fucking we can't explain you know we, and that's not the only one i can't explain we can talk about fucking ghosts and shit i've like have you guys ever seen the lady in the white dress yeah the lady in the white dress bro Oh, i've read about that uh, i i wasn't there for the lady in the white dress but uh, i heard the story and this uh this shit brian won't talk about it out, I, I think i've staged We'll tell a story, but you, were you were there, Sage? There's one beer left. I'll yeah, I fucking. Um, there's only one beer left. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm drinking that shit. Um. Tell the story, Sage. Lady in the white dress. All right, so the lady. Wait, what? I just want to know real quick. Did he? So what? Would, did your? What did your brother say about that? Or who else told you about that? Uh, I know my brothers talked <laughs> about it with me, and he, you know, basically said a similar story how. Some fucking inexplainable roaring noise that was coming from all directions, as you said. And him and fucking Derek went to go look for the noise. Couldn't find it anywhere. But, I mean, other than that, I can't think of who else. For some reason, I also got that mixed up with the time that, for some reason, I thought. I also heard the story about Kobe fucking doing the Ouija board and passing out. But for some reason, I think I got that mixed up with him being at the witch's circle and hitting his head. I, for some reason, I thought in my head I had that. Yeah, those are similar around the same time, but similar stories. I mean, that was around the same time. Yeah, exactly. But I've been trying to fucking experience some fucking haunting shit at Witch's Circle, dude. But that I I, I can't and, explain. Like, fuck, it's so crazy. Just to. Probably. Well, that's that's what I was saying before. Me and fucking Cerny went with night the night before Halloween. um, uh, Chewie was supposed to go. He's the one that planned it because Chewie's always like our friend Chewie from the East Side. He's all Lene, huh? Did you guys go with Lene? Uh, maybe Cerny did. I never did. Oh, but fucking um, yeah, fucking. Our friend Chewy from the uh, Salinas, he's always trying to get, see some haunting shit. Cause yeah, I think he wants to get convinced, and I'm the same way. It's like I'm on the edge of believing in that shit. I think um, we all had, were too, and, and that's what drove us yeah, over. Yeah, and I haven't experienced anything that would convince me yet, other than some I have some creepy fucking stories, but I have some uh, reasoning behind them, but... Um, yeah, me and me and Cer- we were supposed to go, or me and Cerny ended up going the night before Halloween. We're trying to find some fucking haunting shit. We fuck. We took some mushrooms. Supposed to meet up with Chewy. He never came, and we thought, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just go anyways. 
We took a little mushrooms. Uh-oh. Not a lot. Not a lot. Microdosing. Yeah, microdosed. Check out the podcast. Um, we skated for fucking like four hours at like from like twelve o'clock to the witching hour time. A little bit past the witching hour before we finally arrived to the. What's the witching hour? It's like two o'clock, three o'clock. No, I know, but what it, what is it? I mean, I know. I'm just saying for for it's, listeners and shit. Like, you let them know. <laughs> it's basically when all the fucking spirits come out or something. Yeah, supposedly right? it's like the 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 hours that that are allowed to the undead. You know, like they can like kind of they can roam three on roam around, three on yeah. this dimension or whatever. Huh? Yeah. So, uh, first of all, I've been to the place numerous times, but I couldn't seem to fucking find it for the life of me. I've done that so many times. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was driving around fucking Monterey looking for it, trying to like plug it into my GPS, and all of a sudden, I'm like, there it is. You know, we just fucking appeared at it randomly. Like, I, I was like, in my head, we're in like the complete wrong area, then all of a sudden we turned down this one fucking driveway. Bam, there it was. Damn. Pretty creepy. But, um, yeah, we, we, uh, we wanted to do it with no lights on fucking try to make it down all the whole path with no lights no phones out or anything like that just fucking walk the path down and make it to that center circle where it opens up and just we that's you know that was my goal is make it to that fucking back uh back rock area that flat rock where everyone does fucking supposedly supposedly seances yeah burnt candle wax on there or whatever but um yeah, fucking Cerny. A little background on Cerny. He's a fucking... Cerny doll. He's a gnarly-ass dude. He doesn't get scared easy, man. I tell you that much. He's hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's... It's you know, hard it's, being it's this hard. hard. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. It's hard being this hard. Cern, start saying that, dude. You know, Cern always finds the fucking logic in things. Granted, you know, he, he we both went in there fucking, you know, with our suspicions... And whatnot. I still have my suspicions pretty much, but I'm still on the border. But anyways, fucking went in there with an open mind, walked through the fucking pitch black darkness of Witch's Circle, down that pathway, and is fucking so quiet. That's the eerie part. It's so it. quiet and dark. It's pitch black. And uh, it's a full moon that night. Woo! And we're just walking Ow! really... You know, very slowly trying to listen to our surroundings, you know, find where our fucking feet are landing so we don't trip on anything. And uh, once we get into that, down that, once we get past that, or down that skinny path where it opens up, it kind of like, you can see the night sky, it's really fucking bright. And there's just, um, since so many, there's so many trees overhead, there's a beam of light coming from the moon and just shining on this one patch of fucking grass. And it was a beam. Fuck. And it's just shining on this one patch of grass and it's just glowing in that area. And this is just when we enter that circle of the actual witch's circle, right? We just stepped inside. It's pitch black everywhere. And just that fucking beam of light. And it's glimmering on that fucking grassy part. And we're just standing like there. Like a video game telling you yeah. to go there or whatever. We're just standing there like look like not wanting to press forward, you know? <laughs> and we're like, well, like, what should we do? And Cern's like, fuck, dude. Like, 
you know, maybe we should just turn around now, <laughs> basically. And we're like, yeah, you know, we made Sarah it. Was scared? I don't. I live on no, air about what you got to say. No, I'm just kidding. It certainly was fucking. He, I talked to him after. He definitely dude, felt hey, something. Like I you know? said, dude, Derek he felt Rowry something. is one of the gnarliest motherfuckers yeah, I, I know. Shout out to you, Snake. And I'm sorry that I got mad at you the one time you ripped my shirt. I really am yeah, sorry. That God, was a it. fun day at the skate park. So we all, we yelled at each other. And I'm sorry that I yelled at you so hard. I didn't mean to, man. I fucking love you. You're my bigger brother, basically. And I'm fucking sorry. But anyways. There's uh, some some sort of fucking eeriness about this fucking place. Well, Derek we, Browry was shaking in his boots yeah. for a second. And if that guy's shaking for his boot in his boots for a second, there's some fucking gnarly presence around, dude. You know what I mean? And and that's the thing is like, like I keep saying to people, dude, if you want to fucking go look for some shit, you're going to fucking find it, man. You are going to find it. It's just a matter of like, can you handle it when you fucking find it? You know? For real. Like, I mean, and... I don't know, man. You could, dude, just ask anybody that went down that hole. When anybody that's ever like looked for shit enough, because I mean, yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys go out and if fucking dude, you, you but you, but you're seeing stuff a little bit, you know what I mean? And it, I guess if you pay attention, a little, I don't know. Who knows if if like, dude, because so, like, okay, the fucking lady in white, bro. He didn't. So, did you finish your story? Essentially, yeah. Uh, Basically, we we saw that fucking beam of light. We stood there. And just looked at it for a bit. Then we came to came to the agreement, like pretty quiet, like, all right. <laughs> like we made it to the circle, we fucking we're here. It's the witching hour. Just run back. Because initially <laughs> like I didn't fucking really want to I mean I wanted to, but the initial experience was the experience with Chewy, because Chewy always wants to get fucking scared out of yeah. his mind and experience <laughs> some haunting shit. So I just remember like I was pretty mad at fucking Chewy at that time and I'm like, you know what? With or without Chewy, we're going to fucking do this shit. And so that was the fucking point I was trying to make was like, let's go fucking do this shit and then experience it, get the fuck out of there. Yeah, fuck, dude. And that's the point we got to. And then they were just like, okay, like, are you ready to go? Like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And we just, we, on the walk back, uh, fucking, it was like, I remember there was a fucking, you know, like a dart and a shadow across the path, but it was like a raccoon or some shit at that time. At least, you know, that's what we thought. But anyways, after that, we went to fucking Denny's, hung out with some, you know, listened to some tweakers ramble <laughs> at like fucking four in hey, the morning. Shout out to the fucking AM Denny's crew. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> Have either one of you guys seen the, um, the little shrines they'd build with like the twigs and stuff? They'd Dude. build like a little shrine. Remember when Richie destroyed that one? Yeah. Richie fucking, your brother fucking Street? went ham on one, dude. Like, he saw a shrine that was right there at Witch's Circle. And all the oh, rocks were set around in the circle right there that dude, time. That, okay, that wasn't the same night, but there, fuck. But that's, Richie, you, you were there the day Richie destroyed that yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. one. He fucking is like, fuck these guys. We're, all looking, at, <laughs> we're all looking at it, shaking out our boots. And Richie's like, what the fuck? Fuck this shit. And fucking just started like... I mean, that's the way you gotta approach it, though. Even though that they're fucking evil, though, that's that's the thing, though. I don't know, man. There's some crazy shit we can even go down. We're not I gonna go this. down it. I'm getting high as fuck, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Kyle just rolled like a fucking three grand blunt right now. Whew. <laughs> it's burning. Perfect. Hey, but um, have you guys ever seen like a fucking what you think is a ghost or whatever? Like a fucking like a you ever seen a ghost? <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, hey. Bubba J. Weird memory, but I don't think it was 
don't know. I, was, I what think do you I mean? saw more of a spirit. I saw something. That's what I. But I mean, it's the same thing, right? Also, I really remember I was chilling out front with my uncle Monty, and or out in the backyard, like looking above the pool, like out into the sky, and I was eating a pop tart. And all of a sudden, this you and the pop tarts, dude. I, I love pop tarts. I love pop tarts, dude. dude. There's always a point in me. It's always gonna be a kid. And, you know, <laughs> you'll find that snack, or you'll see Goldie. That. when I play with Yolandi. Shout out, fucking pepperoni pizza. Shout out the Yola. You know, but anyways, I just remember he was with me, and we both saw it. We just saw a spirit in the sky, like something like floating. It was right in front of us, like above my pool, like 15, 20 feet above us. And we both, it, it was only for a couple seconds. Can you describe what it looked like in detail? Uh, it had a, like a cape. It, I, I don't want to say it looked like fucking, I, I'm going to sound like an idiot. It had a cape on. It's going to sound like, oh, it looked like Superman or some shit. But no, it was really bright, so you really couldn't see. It was like a black. It was just like you saw the shadow. Like the, the light was casting behind it, so you couldn't really see it because the lights. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah. So it, well, it makes sense that it's, 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 uh, like you sound like you actually. Are describing something you've seen. Mm-hmm. It was a trip, just... and like I've done DMT, and I've tried to think about that memory and try to see if I can bring it back. You know, try to think more of that and trying to get. Oh, I want to hit the yeah, but I want to bring that memory back, and I want well, to. Well, because like some people say, they see orbs, right orbs, and and shit like that, where it's like yeah. not exactly a form shape, but they see. My ex girlfriend actually said that she used to see a dot. Like a green dot. Dude, did I tell you about the fucking um blue dot? The uh my the ghost story that my weld the welder that neighbors her paint shop told us? Maybe. Dude is fucking insane. So Let me hear it, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, strap so I'm on. I'm probably your gonna boots. butcher this because this is kind of <laughs> fucking second hand, but Fuck it. anyways, um the welder next door to our paint shop in Marina, uh he's like a really blue collar conservative guy it's not superstitious at all which makes the story fucking really eerie um he just recently sold his house in pg and moved to the uh country in uh prindale and bought some land um he has a few acre acres over there and so anyways he um i think he has a son that just graduated from pg high so he's like 18 ish that's living with him in prindale and uh, his son is, uh, I don't know if he's like a, tro- he's not necessarily a troublemaker or anything, but he just gets in, you know, normal teenage <laughs> drama shit, like yeah. fucking, you know, he's a out and out, out, out late, fucking partying, get drunk, fucking cops bring him home, that sort of thing. Nice. But um, anyways, um, <clears throat> so let's see. So let's see, what should I fucking call him? Say, I'm just going to say John. John, the welder. John the welder. Um, he's sitting at the toilet at home, at home, taking a fucking steamy hot dump, <laughs> and trying to you know relax after a hard day's work, fucking soldering some metal. Those are good poops though. <laughs> and it was probably about ten o'clock at night, pretty late, and uh, he hears his son come home, and slam open the door and run over. You know, yelling his name like "Dad, Dad!" Like, where, like, where are you? Like, his, his, you know, John's on the toilet, and he's like, "Like, what the fuck do you want?" Like, because he's like really conservative, you know, <laughs> doesn't really give two shits what he, you know. He's like, "What do you want?" I'm on the fucking toilet, and the son's like, "Like, Dad, there's something outside." 
this kid's you know, like 18 year old kind of jockey kid and uh and then john's like okay like fuck i'll clean up real quick cleans himself up comes outside and he comes outside his bathroom door sees his son um you know standing outside the front door with the door like cracked open like peeking inside like are you coming like hurry th- like hurry up so john like walks to the door and steps outside and there's nothing you know it's prunedale not too much light it's all dark in there dark out there and um he's like what the fuck are you talking about like are you fucking on drugs or what because i don't see anything and he and the kid's like it was just fucking here i swear like, and he's like what are you talking about and he's like the kid didn't you know probably didn't want to say it because he didn't want to make a fool of himself fuck and so that's you know john's getting all pissed off like like why the fuck did you bring me out here and just waste my fucking time like thinking like what the fuck's wrong with my son is he on drugs or what the fuck's with him up with him but anyways the, then all of a sudden the son's like look like there it is and I guess from what he said it was a uh, like a green orb that was like it's a really dim green light that was maybe floating like hip length on the ground and it was like maneuvering through obstacles like it would like go between trees but not hit the trees but also the light will illuminate slightly on the trees and it went like like down like through the woods of their house and went back towards their driveway like really slow and then went back down their driveway road and it just disappeared eventually Holy shit and he was fucking tripping out on it for days because he's not a superstitious guy and he's what like, did he say fucking first of all, sorry, son, because you fucking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, he's trying to find some logic between everything. Shit. And what could this be? Yeah, because that's the type of guy he is. You know, he's trying to find logic in things. And yeah. uh, he, he, uh, you know, he, he's looking up all this shit on the internet. The only thing that could, he could find is, you know, the spirit, the whole spirit orb thing. And, uh, so far, that's the only answers he has. Dude, but that and, but that spirit orb thing, that's what I was trying to bring up. Is like, mm-hmm. that's a common thing that people fucking say that they see an orb, like a, like a fucking, like a different color or whatever. Like, my ex-girlfriend saw a blue dot, and she would always say, like, and it would kind of like, at first, to be honest, if I'm being honest, like, at first, when she first started bringing it up, I was like, kind of just like, uh, like, kind of just like giggle about it, but don't really like think about it, because it's kind of fucking weird. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. not that like my shit isn't weird either. My theories or whatever, but you know, just I'm sure when I say certain things, like people think that same thing. It just it's not a common thing you hear about, yeah. right? Like, it, fucking seeing a blue dot right now. Like, what are you talking about? You yeah, know, whatever. So weird. at first, I kind of at first I kind of like was like, eh, like you're kind of I don't know, you're probably full of shit. But then like, she kept saying it. Yeah, every every so often and, and I finally was like you know what dude who the fuck am I to like think that she's being bullshit like what if she just sees this shit and I can't yeah. see it like what how, like if she she's looking at me and I trust her for now and like fucking I don't know she doesn't she's sincere and mm-hmm. it seems as at, when she's talking to me about it yeah so maybe she sees it and then I started to like research it or whatever and it's like this the spirit orb like they fucking you just see like instead of like it being like a ghost or whatever, you see like a dot or like a fucking uh, an yeah. orb, like a. And he actually he set up security cameras all around his house, and then uh, a few weeks after the event, he was like, 
He's like, Joe, Joe, you got to come check this out. I got it on footage. And they showed me footage of it, and it was, like, going behind his truck. It's probably about the size of, like, a little bit smaller than, like, a volleyball. And it's just, like, a really but quick... But you were able to see it? Okay. It was, like, really quick, uh, grainy footage of, of a ball just, like, passing by his truck pretty relatively fast. Weird. Yeah. But it's... it's a, You know what I always think about is, like... Why the fuck can't these people capture this shit on a high quality camera? You know, it's always has to be this fucking shitty quality, grainy, pixelated slightly. It's like fuck, man. Yeah, night vision is just shitty. First of all, right there. Oof, that just I, I'm thinking about like pictures. You know those like pictures where like <laughs> pictures are taken and the flash like catches oh, something. Yeah. That's like, cause Kobe, shout out to you, Kobe, you fucking evil motherfucker. Uh, dude, well, cause like we get, dude, cause Why'd you gotta bring up ghosts on this podcast. No, dude, cause fucking, um, I should call you right now, but you live in the woods, so I can't even call you, cause fucking you, no reception. Um, but the guy that passed out in my stories earlier with the Ouija board that he was holding the Ouija board the whole time, and then he passed out. He had also been fucking around in some darker shit. Like, he was going a little further than all of us. Only because we didn't have the balls to actually, like, buy the Satanic Bible. And, like, oh, and, and read it and, and fucking shit. And Kobe yeah. did. And then uh, Kobe had it on him all the time. And I remember, like, like literally, like, he had this leather jacket. It would be in his fucking leather jacket pocket mm-hmm. all the fucking time. And that jacket, dude... I remember one time we were like running from some fucking something, dude. I don't know what by Robert Down, and we fucking we're running and we try to hop this fence, and and uh, the jacket caught, dude. And like fucking, I think the I think it was the cops probably like just patrolling or whatever. And the cops like caught Kobe, and like fucking he had to talk his way out and be like, dude, I just live right there. I'm just trying to go home or whatever, blah blah blah. But like, I don't know. It just seemed like bad luck followed him. Because he had that fucking book with him, man. What about the street light that always turn on? Yeah, on Spruce. Hashtag Spruce Avenue, motherfucker. Off of Forest. What the fuck's up with the street light? Dude, so... I, I didn't get to encounter it. You just told me this story about Kobe. Like, whenever you'd go pick him up or something like that, the street light would always turn on. And when you drop him off, the street light would turn off or something exactly like that. that. Exactly that. Exactly that. No. Because it would flicker. Like, uh, every once in a while, it was, like, one of those flickering ones, but it would stay on or it would stay off when Kobe either got there or, like, left or whatever. It would be a significant change, though. I don't know if it would either be off or on, but it would change. It Like, it would when he would show up, it would fucking change. And I don't know, like, because, like I said, like, like there's, there's a few people that I was with during the times that I had my experiences with, and every single one of us are, are, are still that spiritual and are still very very gnarly people. You know, your brother for one. I mean, fuck, man. Like, we all got into our own version of, like, going down that hole and letting us fucking believe what we believe. And Kobe, you know, fuck, man, I can't wait to get him on. Y'all y'all about to hear Kobe, dude. He'll be here soon. Um, but uh, we used to fucking talk for hours about that shit, man. And fucking, I don't know, dude. It's just, if like I said, if you want to go fucking find some shit, you're going to fucking find some shit. And then there's some people that fucking just accidentally see shit. You know what I mean? Like, what do you guys think about fucking people that say they can see them, like, walking around and shit? Like, what are they called? Clairvoyant? 
Is that the word? I guess so, yeah. I don't know. That shit's weird. I was gonna. I, I, it's, I, I mean, it's hard to believe because it's off someone else. It's only very few people that can see this right now. You know what I mean? And I mean, not very few. There is very few people that can see this, but it's like hard to believe. Yeah. It's, it's not talking shit on the Bible, but because you can't really who, imagine it, you never really see yeah, it. Yeah, but also like. Who wrote the Bible? How do they know about all this time? Everything that's happened, like you know, like you. What's that game that you used to play where you'd whisper something in someone's ear and you'd telephone. pass it around the circle? Yeah, telephone. How many times does that yeah. fucking thing change between twenty oh, yeah. or thirty people? Oh yeah. And then you look at the Bible. It's like, hey, this has been written over so many hundreds of years. How many I'll times? I'll say has this. this been, you know, about I'm not the Bible, talking shit on that. No. But I'm just. It's just something. You know what I mean? Amen. Listen, everyone's entitled to their own opinion about everything, and. I'll just say that I think the Bible is a great book. I think it has really awesome stories in it. I think it's very entertaining. Not to be taken literally. Not to be literal. taken literal. Not to be taken literally and not to be taken literal, both of them. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I think there's just fucking awesome books, dude. I think they're awesome books, and they're meant to, like, just teach you a little bit. And, like, if you are a person that feels disconnected from your moral compass or whatever then maybe you should read that shit and fucking it'll help or whatever. But other than that, I don't fucking know, man. I was going to bring up we should go fucking look for some bears after this. Oh, yeah, we might go some bear hunt or, real quick. Organ bears, but goddamn, hey. after these stories. <laughs> I know, I was going to say, I was going to mention that the other night when we walked out in that field. Oh, I've been you thinking about it. Dude. That, that was, well, okay, no, I don't think we should be going to look for bears because... We're going to find I, when, a bear. No, when, when I drove out to meet my parents on the road, I probably saw like maybe like three or four piles of poop that were on starting at the beginning of our gate where our coworkers live to here. And also there was apples on the road. So, and then I heard the well, thing. That's the the goal. Other, I know. That's but, the goal of looking for bears. They're going to find them. Uh, <laughs> There's only one shotgun. And I'm sorry. Yes, a 22 is a rifle and it is a gun, but the shotgun has more of a chance to take that. I mean, the shotgun will take that fucker down either if it's a, th- a slug or some fucking buckshot or whatever. Fucking, you know what I mean? We could take that fucker down, but it's. Uh, I just don't. I hate encountering that feeling. And he has. First off, he knows. He can see at nighttime a lot better than we can. He is used to the nighttime. He's not. He's used a to, fucking bear. Yeah, he adapts to the nighttime. So, like, with us, when we step out there, we're in a room with lights. We go out in the pitch black. You're not going to be able to see fucking jack shit. <laughs> your, your eyes are going to have to adjust after, like, it takes a, a while. Yo, what if we had night vision goggles? All I got to say <laughs> is I have a fucking headlamp with a red light. Hey. Animals can't see me, but I can see them. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, I did see that flashlight over by the dock, too. But I don't know how strong the I'm battery is. I'm not trying is. to go hunt a bear. Okay, after watching Trench 11, that movie we saw, thank you, oh. Joey. Shout out. That was a fucking pretty sick movie. It was But, sick. like, when that dude's flashlight died, Watch. that's the thing I'm thinking yeah. of right there. You know what I mean? Like, Trench that's 11. That's going to really suck right there. Mm. Oh. Mm, parasites. 
parasites, dude. Fuck. All it takes is one swipe from a bear to fucking take you down, bro. Like, that car heart's not going to protect you, dude. <laughs> like, I, oh, it's going to, yeah, I'm going to be okay. That'd be one one hell of a way to go. Dude. If you, Okay, random question. Get if you guys bear. had to choose a way, at, like, at one point in your life, say, okay, I'm like 90 years old, 80 years old. How would you choose a way to end your life? If you had to think, I actually had this question in school. That's actually a good really question. a weird I question to have. In I want to listen. We're gonna end the, We're gonna cut it off after this question, okay? So let's all think of a oh, fucking answer man. for that, and then we're gonna fucking we're gonna end it for now. Just to do it before. Uh, I mean, we're out of beer. <laughs> yeah, we are out of beer. But I'll, I'll start it off. I, I I've thought about it over all the right. years. So, you know, I've added a couple to it. You know, I thought having sex would be a really cool one. Okay, but okay, no, hold yeah, on. No, a but, lot of Viagra and then just fucking yeah, have just, a heart attack. Yeah, exactly. No, but like, so do you mean like when you come, you die? Or I don't know, whatever. I'm still having a great time, so like at least my last breath is something fun, you know? But I, I don't... I, 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 <laughs> I, that's how I think about it. But I mean, no, yeah, one, it's it. Another one would be taking a shit because everyone loves taking a shit. It's a great <laughs> feeling. Once you get done taking a shit, you feel really good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That or like in a high speed car chase. If I was like ninety years old, fucking just stole like a badass car. <laughs> but the the weird thing I thought about is like, what if I actually survived the very end of it, and then like pulled me over, and they saw like a ninety year old man just like driving this badass car. Like, what would they do to me? You know. But hopefully, hopefully yeah, they'd I'm, shoot you. <laughs> yeah, or I die in a crash or something. But that, that was, <laughs> those those were my ideas. Of how I, I would mean, die. You know what I mean? I'll be honest. I always just. I always wanted to go out guns a blazing, man. Like I always wanted to, if I'm being completely honest, when I was, since I was young, dude, this is gonna sound so bad. Dude, I was talking about this the other night. When I was young, did we? Right. Uh, yeah, I was talking about going out with a fucking bang. No, yeah, yeah, you were saying that. Yeah, 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 dude. Because when I was young, I want. Uh, if I'm being honest, okay. When I was young, I watched fucking slavery happen, and I was really fucking mad at people. Okay. And I just wanted to fucking okay, so my my uh, thing was I uh, I wanted to go out shooting like like I wanted to go <laughs> I basically wanted to go take over the government like I wanted to go fucking like right into the White House and like kill everybody <laughs> and like what there here comes fucking Secret Service knocking on my door right now. I, I'm not hey, gonna do it, dude, but like hey, I, I always wanted to do you. that. Hey, I'll, I'll go with you. Like you my thought was like, like listen, I'm gonna fucking go. As far as I can and try to change the world. And if I die in the meantime, at least I fucking tried. And at least I'm getting as many of them as I possibly fucking can. And that was my attitude back then because I listened to Rage Against the Machine. And I fucking watched a bunch of shit on slavery. And I was really fucking mad that human beings can do that to each other. And I still don't believe in government. I still don't believe in any sort of law. I still believe that human beings are fucking confident and competent enough to survive on their own. And that those, those that aren't will learn how or die and that's just the reality of the of it and it may be sad reality but it's reality and that's the way this earth was supposed to be plain and simple okay that's all i'm gonna say mm-hmm. i join you though if you want to go do that eventually if we get stupid and crazy enough you know take enough drugs someday or it goes civil war and it's like exactly. world war three and like, like whatever you, take over a costco Oh, and yeah. then fucking like Cabela's or a fucking sick ass store that's got a whole bunch of oh, camping yeah. and guns. Oh, yeah. Think about it, people. Yeah. Take yeah. over. Yeah. Have you guys always? But not really though. Uh, Secret Service and and CIA agents that are listening to this, we're totally not 
fucking serious about anything. You know what I mean? You ever hear stories about people fucking on a different note? Spending the night in like a supermarket or a fucking Walmart overnight, like hiding <laughs> behind a bunch of fucking toilet paper and making awesome. a fort. I would try that. Dude, I've always wanted to do that. Just fucking make a fort in that little toilet paper aisle. Videos and, and they yeah. take the stuff for the store. They build like a little housing area. Have Dude. You seen that? I was, yeah. What was that one? <sighs> it was like the three guys. They built like a little two bedroom place. Mm-hmm. And they had like, they put the princess, the Barbie bed down. Did you see that one? Yeah. Like, well, there's that movie, Employee of the Month. Yeah, Remember where they had their own little fucking hangout yeah, area and they just play. Bars yeah, they blow. They uh, the play uh, poker. Andy Dick. No, no, Dan Cook. Dan Cook. Okay. Yeah. Andy Dick wasn't. No, no, he wasn't in it. Uh, I, I love Andy Dick. But they had their own little station where they fucking play poker and fucking hang out. Yeah, it was sick. How cool would that be? Like when oh, I was yeah. a kid, that was always a dream of mine. Just fucking make a Dude, little fort and then we should do be that. there overnight and just fucking roam around the store and fucking eat everything you want. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what would you go for first, dude? I probably would go right to the goldfish aisle and just fucking dive right in some goldfish. I don't know why. I'd take fucking, i go to that toaster strudel aisle. Get one toaster strudel, take all the packets of frosting off out of the packets and use like five packets of fucking frosting (laughs) on one toaster strudel. (laughs) Oh you know, when you were a kid, you ever you had to fucking conserve your fucking frosting oh, on those yeah, toaster strudels. Toaster strudels were the shit when I was a kid. Dude. I love those things. And you just want to fucking delicious. smear that shit all over your one toaster strudel, but yeah. hey, did you know that <laughs> over the years, like you ever like I, dude, I, make a, I, I make a box of mac and cheese, and dude, like I, I look at this box of mac and cheese, and I make it. It's like one bowl of food. I'm like. This is all this makes. I remember when I was younger, dude. This would make more than one bowl of food. This would make like a couple. You could fill up a shit ton. Like my dad had like a fucking big, huge pitcher. This thing would fill that fucking thing up. I was like, what happened here? I mean, yeah, America's fat. Fuck that. But still, give us the food that we pay for. You know. All right, ladies. Sorry, and I'm just. I just no, it's fine. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese food. We're getting fucking hungry. We're getting stoned. We're gonna make some hot dogs. Uh, yeah, that sounds great. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Fuck, man. That's been a whole <laughs> bunch of fun. I hope to do some more shit like this soon. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me, and thank you for uh joining me, Joey Yant. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for joining me, Kyle James. Oh, dude, it's <laughs> gonna be epic for these episodes that are coming. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> Bernie Sage, episode 18, like the encore. And this is the encore of the encore. This is like really. Uh, How long this is, is for this episode? This is two hours and 30 minutes. So ladies and gentlemen, if you stuck out the whole fucking time with me, I really appreciate you. And, uh, you know, God bless. Like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Sincerely, have a good time in your lives. Hope you enjoyed it. Bye bye bye. Oh, shit.